G'day and welcome to the absolute shit show that is our podcast <laughs> on the Esky, starting 45 minutes late today. Uh, survived some technical difficulties. It turns out if you yep. pour a glass of water on your laptop, it doesn't <laughs> steam up like in the cartoons <laughs> yet. Yet. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think we're going to be okay. Uh, we've got some sound bites that we're going to test out. Hopefully they work, knowing us probably not. And um, <laughs> a bunch of these Capital Brewing Coast Ales uh, that are left over from the man on my right's wedding a yep. few weeks ago. How many yep. of those have you got sitting uh, Look, in a fridge somewhere? There's a few cases. <laughs> Should get us through to Christmas. Yeah. We'll see how we go on a Christmas episode. On the Esky Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> All catered for. Sounds good. On today's show, we've got two World Cups going on. Cricket World Cup down under. Rugby League World Cup on that rainy little island that half this country hails from. Uh, plus some big trades in the AFL. Week seven in the NFL. NBA's here. Opening week, baby. Uh, EPL, a bloke called Harlan keeps doing a bit in that. Arsenal on top. Woo. Final round, a crazy uh, dual championship fight. Uh, card in the UFC 280 will break all of that down. Plus, preview the upcoming US Grand Prix from the Circuit of the Americas mm. in Austin, Texas. Please remember, we have timestamps. You can skip on YouTube to the sports that you like if you don't like listening to us dribble the whole time. Uh, and we do have socials. Check it out Instagram, Facebook, etc. etc. Uh, we do have 20% off at Carlton Draft. Use the code ESKY for 20% off. Uh, any Carlton draft merch. We like to kick off the mm. show by pouring water slash beer on our devices. That's all done. Uh, yeah, I've shouted the laptop a beer. Shouted it, yeah, the, the laptop got a water. Uh, Sean, how are you? And who would you like to shout a beer to this week? Uh, I've got a main one for, for Bathurst. We'll get to that in a second. I wanted to start off following on from my berry chat, mm. uh, Jared, this week. Mm-hmm. Finally got a haircut. So he's looking, <laughs> he's looking nice and trim. Um, mm. So I let him know that on the socials. And everyone's getting stuck into me about, oh, you wish you looked as good as him. And I was like, yeah, well, well we're kind, of, we're kind <laughs> of related. But either way, it's but good he's got a decent haircut finally. Al- so. Also true. <laughs> 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 one AFL player rig, one IT rig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he only got that rig because, you know, all, oh, the, all those Christmas breaks getting stuck in. The, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, sure it was sure. all you, bro. If it wasn't for the knee injuries. <laughs> oh, exactly. It wasn't for these injuries. <laughs> well, I think the brain injury. Probably <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, if, and anyone that's listened to this podcast can attest. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but my main one uh, is for Bathurst for SVG Shane Van Gisberg getting mm-hmm. the win up there. Final time for Holden. Holden getting the win would have been a three peep for him, but he had a blown tire uh, last year, so he didn't win that. But he won the year before. Uh, but otherwise, excellent job uh, from him. It was a great Bathurst. Very a lot of cars on the lead lap. Only finished I think the top ten were like covered by ten seconds essentially. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great race in all accounts. Great finish for Holden. And he did a good job backing up the next day for the Today Show. Um, he showed up and said, <laughs> and said hello, and I'm, like, I'm doing well, and then had to nick off to do a spew uh, and left his co-driver uh, as the main <laughs> one to do the interview there with uh, with uh, Kyle Stefanovic. So, Kyle um, Stefanovic. Kyle, which Kyle? One is Kyle, Kyle Stefanovic. <laughs> he's got a brother, and they're close enough. Uh, I don't um, think his name's Kyle. <laughs> anyway, Stefanovic, so... Uh, yeah, good job all around. He probably doesn't need a beer. He's had plenty, but there you go. A few JD and Coast being, uh, being racing yeah. enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't back up for the Today Show as well as Nathan Cleary did after the yeah, grand final. Very well. Did very well on No Sleep Shirtless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the beer if you can stomach it, SVG, after your Bathurst yeah. win. Also drink and drive responsibly. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Drink and drive well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that at all. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Perhaps. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I'll do mine. I'll do mine, and then I'll throw yeah. to yours. No, I'm going good. to shout a beer. Uh, it, it probably would kill him. Uh, actually, no, I think he has had a few. I did see him doing a shoey, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm, of course, talking about Ned Brockman, the 23-year-old Western Australian sparky. He's run from Cottesloe Beach to Bondi Beach. Uh, for those that are unaware, maybe not Australian, uh, that is from Perth to Sydney, the uh, pretty much west-east um, length mm. of this of this vast continent that we call home. Uh, that's nearly 4,000 k's, 2,500 miles for any US listeners. That's 100 kilometres a day for nearly a month and a half, so over two, well, two and a half marathons a day. Um, for 50 days, he, just he, about. He was going for yeah. a record in that as well, but he got injured, I think, a week in. Mm. Um, so he had to yeah. essentially tape his ankle and run the rest of it with a bum ankle and still put up his, his whole body. Well, his, his whole body was fucked by yeah. the end of it. Like, he would, he would go through his injury list and he... I don't know if there's a bit of mayo, but he was saying that there was maggots in his in his toes. I'm, yeah. I don't know if they were actual like Did physical maggots, but I can't imagine the toes were looking too good. No. Uh, no. You could imagine the excruciating knee pain, hip pain, um, the ITB, the band that runs down the the mm-hmm. outside of the thigh. That couldn't have been feeling too good. The calves wouldn't have been feeling too good. Um, yeah, it's it's absolute punishment that he put his body through for for a month and a half, all for a good cause. Raised, uh, I think, close to two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, more two, than two million. More than two million. Yeah. Uh, yep. For for homelessness uh, via the charity uh, uh, we are mobilised. Yep. Um, and just to put in the the sheer distance that that is from Perth to Sydney, uh, for, for uh, monkeys done, uh, done the due di- well due <laughs> diligence. Try saying that ten times fast. Uh, of of sort of putting this in different areas, uh, maybe where we might have a few listeners. Uh, so yep. f- for the US people, that's the equivalent of running from Disneyland. Yep. To Disney World. Yep. So California to cross country, essentially Florida. Yep. Cross Lot. cross country. Wow. Via Phoenix, via El Paso, via Houston, Jacksonville, finishing up in Orlando. Yep. Uh, or if uh, you want to do uh, the North American uh, as the crow's flies, it's what New York to Columbia. Yep. Yep. <laughs> New York to Bogota. Crazy. That is take that as you will. Caveat. Caveat. As caveat. the crow flies. As the crow flies. As the crow yep. flies. Uh, hard running on water. For for our Kiwi <laughs> for our Kiwi listeners, uh, that is the the length north to south of your beautiful country twice. So down there from Invercargill up to the northern tip, and then you just got to turn around and, and run it back. Uh, for for our Indian listeners, uh, if you start in Chennai, you'd have to run across the country to Mumbai, then yep. up to Ahmedabad in the in the central. Uh, central, central West, West. Central West. Yep. Uh, then up to Jaipur in the north, and then yep. over to Kolkata. Uh, it's a casual four thousand k's yep. there. Sounds easy. Um, it's a fucking long way. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long, it's a long, long way, long, long way. Uh, across the Nullarbor. There's not much either uh, between sort of uh, Perth and Adelaide, and then I suppose the last twelve hundred k's you get to run through great towns like Hay and Narendra and, and the rest of it. <laughs> Plus, it's it's a little bit warm as well. Yeah, I <laughs> so think that's why you did it this time of the yeah, year. Uh, you yeah. probably die if you try to do it in January <laughs> yes. or February. Uh, but shout out, shout out to you, Ned. Uh, it's garnered a fair bit of international mm-hmm. attention. Uh, David Goggins of Stay Hard, motherfucker, fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on it. Cameron Haynes has been on it. Possibly an interview with one of their friends, Joe Rogan, might be on the might be on the cards. Who knows? That would be pretty cool. Uh, but he, he's he's done uh, an excellent job. He's raised a bunch of money for homelessness, and um, he's an absolute Aussie superstar. Enjoy your beer, courtesy of the Esky, Ned Brockman. Yep, kick your feet up. Mm. With the maggots in them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tasty. Mugs, 
Hey, yes. you? you got new glasses? Looking a bit Harry Potter down there? New glasses. Finally see what he's doing. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. Maybe it means I can read better and probably talk better. I sure, don't know. Yeah. sure. That's what it's been this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll blame it on Well, we'll see how we get through this episode and we'll mm, see if I can blame it on there. that. Yeah. No, um, so, yeah, this week I am shouting Todd Gurley uh, beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, yesterday, he announced his retirement from the NFL um, after six seasons. So, yeah, had a had a great start. Was um, offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. His 2017-18 season, he absolutely blew up the NFL. Won me a fantasy league. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Could use you this year, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think he averaged that's 40 it. fantasy points in the playoffs as well. <laughs> yeah. So per game, like, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. I guess sort of helped that um, Rams team sort of build itself over the last couple of years. Strong run game. Mm. Focus on, on that and help help the team out. Then had a bit of a drop off last couple of seasons. Um, banged up, banged up. Yeah, the knees were the problem. He had degenerate uh, issues in his knees. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's uh, it. To the point of, I think like arthritis. I think was a big concern. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, and then yeah, a um, couple of seasons ago, played for uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. Falcons. Not much of an impact much. that year, hey. No. Yeah, and then sort of has been quiet last couple of years and um, official retirement. Officially retired. Um, how yeah. old is he? He wouldn't he be 30. Is like, is he just 30 maybe? When is he born? He 28. Seven, seven years in the 28, world. Yeah, 28. Yeah. Um, it's not which just goes to show, yeah, the, the shelf life of yeah. the running backs. Yeah. Um, it's very, and we'll, we'll talk about CMC later, but it's you know, mm. well, yeah. very interesting. So question for you. Since 2015, who has the most touchdowns from scrimmage? Is it Todd Gurley? 79, he's one ahead of anyone. And he hasn't played... Um, for the last two wow. years. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> who's he ahead of? Uh, who's on 78? I don't remember off the Derek top of Derrick Henry? That can be some work for you. Oh, I'll do Harry that. Potter. I'll do that. I'll do that. Are you going to yeah. do that? Yeah. I was the one that saw it. So. Harry Potter. <laughs> must not go back to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> they look good. Uh, um, um, no, they do look good. They look all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you need to go fight Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, enjoy your beer, Todd Gurley. Uh, a a yep. season, uh, a season, a career, I should say, cut too short. Cut too short, yeah. yeah. Um, all the best future endeavours. Any luck there on that? It's probably a hard See, one to chase up. So you said from uh, scrimmage. No, Devontae Adams is second at 75. Uh, followed uh-huh. by Henry at 73. Elliot at 70. Zeke, how about that, eh? Melvin Gordon at 68. There you go. Kamara's at 67. Evans at 66. Tyreek. That'll do. Kels Hopkins. <laughs> 100. <laughs> yeah, some big names in there. But it's, that's yeah. crazy to think that, that, crazy. that a bloke that hasn't played for two and a half years uh, still is on top of that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah four, that's four it. TD, four TD lead over Adams as well. Craziness. Mm. How long has Adams been in the league for? Uh, oh, a year longer, I think. A year yeah. longer, yeah. Well, yeah, that just speaks even more to Gurley's record. career was, yeah. yeah. Enjoy your beer, courtesy of the Esky. That's a it. Coast Ale. Mop of the week, boys. Uh, rugby league has gone international, and <laughs> they, they didn't get off to a great start. The England Samoa game, which we'll talk about in a second. There was a big sound failure. Big sound mm-hmm. failure. The Kaiser Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Were um, set to play Ruby Ruby Ruby. That's the only song of theirs I know. Um, <laughs> and, and the sound cut out, and nothing could be heard from the mics or from the guitars or from. Yeah, I think they had like a complete power failure from the the, the ground. Uh, so like, like it the, was the, the ground, the pitch. So it they, was they the, could get nothing off the. Pitch. It was a, it was a power thing. Uh, I at believe the so. It was the problem. Anyways, uh, 
it, it looked pretty ordinary. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the Billy lead, Idol sends his regards. <laughs> the, le, the lead singer, the lead singer was doing laps trying to fire the the, the crowd up, doing hundred meter sprints. Uh, so that's that's uh, the mop. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of mop behaviour, which is funny because two weeks ago we had about eight candidates for a mop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's the mop there. That's all right, boys. We're yes. going to try a soundbite. Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this? Let's talk. You're changing it, you muppet. I didn't change it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? you got to change the, the soundboard to the second one. <laughs> the one we just set up. You didn't tell me that. Okay. <laughs> I think it's set up. <laughs> I told you this would happen. Let's talk about some cricket. Yeah, there, now we go. There we go. Don't sue us. Okay. <laughs> T20 World Cup has kicked off down under. Um, the play-in tournament, it started It started last week. Sri Lanka, get through. Just. Netherlands, Zimbabwe, Ireland, in. Any any big names that I missed there? Ah, the West Indies. The West Indies, that's mm. right. The the blokes that won it in 2016. Everybody knows Dwayne Bravo, what champion, champion. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. Uh, it, it speaks volumes to where the West Indies are at in, in cricket in general. Well, this is meant to be their format, though. This is yeah, for- that that's is, what I was going to say. This like, is this their is format. This is their format. Yeah, so goodness knows how these two test matches are going to look at, uh, you know, after the World Cup when they play us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might be in for another two-and-a-half-day test. Mm-hmm. Um, on paper, if they were able to field their best squad, yeah. their best players, they, they should be powerful. But there was a debacle around Shimron Hetmeyer. He deliberately missed a flight. Um, and then they said, no, you can't be part of the team. I don't know. What exactly that was wow. over? If it was pay dispute or or something, uh, big big heady who we've seen dominate the IPL recently um, and and get big bucks in the IPL. Him him being in the squad and then and then a last minute uh, pulling pulling out and then Dre Russ and Sunil Nareen, two of their other big sort of IPL stars. Didn't want to take part. I don't know what the reason is behind that. And then on top of that, we've also had the retirements of, of Chris um, Gale and mm-hmm. Dwayne Bravo mm-hmm. after the last World Cup. Yep. Mm. So that's, you know, five massive names that if they were in the team, you know, two retirements, fair enough, you know, you got to move forward. Yeah. But you, you you talk about Shimron Hetmeyer, you talk about you can't Andre really Russell and, and Sunil Nareen. Yeah. You can't rely on a universal boss to, you know, be there for the yeah. next the 20 Tom, years. The, the Tom Brady of, of, uh, of exactly. Jamaica, if you will. I think the further point as well, like a lot of that also is um, – you know, we'll label what it is. They're very much kind of the mercenary uh, T20 players. Mm-hmm. The West Indies as a team isn't really a team. Like, even if they're in there, they've, you know, they've struggled in recent time and they haven't really um, built a, you know, a squad that kind of plays together on a very regular basis. Mm. It's, you know, chop and change and guys get go gigs and these guys go off, make big money mm. in the, the IPL or within their T20 tournaments and then they come back and hopefully try to play well. But in this case, um, didn't work. I think it speaks volumes to where cricket as... Uh, is at as a sport now in the Caribbean. Uh, we see, you know, us as NFL fans, a fair few Jamaicans and Haitians starting to come through in the NFL. Um, you think in the in the basketball, there's a there's a few people from from uh, the Caribbean, and so, uh, probably soccer is probably the number one sport there. Um, you well, said, we'll, you know, we'll it, talk about the Jamaicans mm. playing rugby league in a second. So. Yeah, not very well, <laughs> not, not very well, not but. very well. But uh, <laughs> but you look at the EPL, and and there's a lot of Jamaicans in in yeah. uh, in the EPL, uh, and maybe you know young young blokes uh, over there, you know. A lot of them come from poverty and, mm. and they've got to think, well, how can I set up my family for the rest of my life? Maybe so, I need to pursue a sport which, which mm. pays the big bucks. Yep. And uh, I, I tell you what, we talk about the West Indian test team that, that we'll get a look at after the World Cup. 
it's, they're playing literally for peanuts. Like the the only way to make a bit of coin as mm. as a West Indian cricketer is to do the T Twenty circuits. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're not going to yeah. they're not going to take part. It's pretty crazy. We we do say it's their format. It, you know, T Twenty cricket is synonymous with with West Indians, and uh, they've well, they've won the whole thing twice. They're yeah, the only, and, only we, and we talk, team to have done that. And you just talked about they've got the components. I think it's you know putting it all together, uh, have them all on at the same time, and then trying to get you know you want them to be. I don't know if they like outside of like Puran, Jason Holder, uh, they. You look at their team, Obed McCoy goes okay. No real like superstar mm. kind of names. Having said that, they should be getting past Zimbabwe, yes. Scotland, Ireland, you know, without that mm. superstar factor. Yeah. Um, but but it's concerning. If I was a West Indian cricket fan, uh, how the mighty have fallen, I suppose. Um, it it kind of sucks as well as neutral viewers that you'd love the sort of the flavour that the West Indian cricketers bring the flair they're always so cool that well, I, th- I think out, that's the problem the field, everyone, fun. Everyone, everyone remembers even us a little bit the 80s like that's well we yeah. can't technically remember the 80s <laughs> especially <laughs> you blokes might remember the yeah. first <laughs> month or two yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> the last month or two i mean the the you know the the history of west indies cricket oh, yeah, from the 80s yeah. and that's what everyone wants associates with them yeah exactly but you know yeah. i also that was Forty years ago. Well, that's point. right. <laughs> so and, and you talk yeah. to, you talk to anyone's old oh man. That's a bit of a cricket tragic, yeah. and it's it's hard to comprehend. They were the world beaters, you know. That that like teams were scared to play the West mm. Indies, and yeah. and they were just on top of the world. And yeah, it is forty years now, I suppose. Uh, but even in the late nineties, in in the Lara mm. and and Chander Paul, and you know, back end of of uh, of Courtney Walsh and Kirtley Ambrose, they they were a mm. great team. Yeah. Um. And and. Yeah, it's just going down down the drain, really. Do you know? Do you know what? Uh, the, also, the, during that time frame, the rise of short form cricket, mm. <laughs> so as in you know, one day is coming into it, and then following on from that. In the but this is this is their format. Yeah. I know. Is, so I'm, I'm saying format. that, like the, I don't want to say you know the the dying of West Indies cricket is directly related to the short form coming in, but. Yeah, it, it's kind of, you. You draw it on a graph, and you see one dying off, and the other one figure taken off. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway. I, I suppose. I, th- I think there's probably a lot more problems uh, than well, just that in West Indies cricket. Well, the administration is yeah, is fucked, fucked. really. Uh, okay. A lot of it comes down to sort of poor handling and, and corruption mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. funds going past possibly uh, you know not where they should, um, but where you know everyone kind of misses out because we don't see the West Indies now in a major tournament. Yep. Yeah. No, that's it. All right. Speaking of stinking it up, the uh, <laughs> the tournament proper did start uh, last night. Um, the the Super Twelves kicked off with Australia getting absolutely belted by New Zealand. Yeah, uh, what was it? Eighty nine runs. Uh, the Aussies went down to the Kiwis uh, at the SCG. Yep. Let's pump the brakes. It's not panic mode yet. It's not panic mode yet. We often lose to New Zealand in the group stage and uh, have won said World Cups before, mm-hmm. 2015. Am I right? True. Um, but it also makes it very difficult for us. Well, considering it's hard who's because in our group as well. Well, there's six teams. There's yeah. six teams in each group. We the top two go through? Top two go through. Mm. We have to beat England, essentially. Yeah, we've got England or, and New Zealand in our group. So. Or where we need results to go our way. Yes. Yeah. And, and, that's assume, game and that's assuming we put away the likes of Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. Yes. Mm. I think it's that net run rate at the moment that might get us in the end. Yeah, what is the net run rate? Um, minus a lot. Minus yeah. four and a call it four and a half. Shit, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's, about, it's about as bad as a net run rate can get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're at the bottom. So, so, so it's it's pretty close to must win when, when we play England. 
uh, unless England beat New Zealand and then we have to rely on net run rate, uh, which you wouldn't want to do. Yeah. I assume so to I'm, I'm going to go win. out on a limb and assume that we beat Ireland and Afghanistan. And then Sri Lanka, yeah, they, they did str- they did lose in Namibia um, in in the play-in tournament, but they're there. They're the Asian champs. Mm-hmm. On their day, they can beat anyone. Yeah. So, so is, that, is that game today? There's the Sri Lanka Island game, or yeah, it's it's actually on right. Ne- it's actually on right now. I think three oh five. So uh, yeah. that that should have just kicked off. Ireland, uh, the the West Indies beaters. Uh, mm. I like I like the way they go about the business. Big Paul Sterling is a bit of a, he's a bit of part cricket about <laughs> Big Paul Sterling. Yeah. He's not quite Rakeem the Dream Cornwell <laughs> size. I don't think anyone is. You know, probably left tackles yeah. aren't Rakeem the Dream size. True, true. Uh, but he's just a bit of a big fella, and he's got a good eye, and doesn't mm. like running quick singles. So I like, like that about Paul. Sterling, uh, alas, it's uh, it's going to be a must win against England. Let's talk about last night, boys. Uh, yeah. An interesting selection in Finn Allen, who I hadn't I hadn't seen a lot of. I thought Martin Guptill uh, would have got got the nod to open uh, with, with Devin Conway. Guptill thirty six, maybe getting a little bit long in the tooth. Um, also, you know, hand on my heart, don't watch every single Black Caps game there is. So, yeah. so maybe Finn Allen, um, you know, just deservedly had this spot, and he lit our opening bowlers apart. He scored 42 off 16, five fours, three sixes, striking at 262, if you don't mind. Uh, pretty handy uh, World Cup debut for him. Yeah. And then Devin Conway, the form of this bloke is insane. He just made it look very easy last night. 92 from 58 deliveries, striking at 158. Ooh. Set up the the, uh, the Black Caps for three for 200 on the nose through their 20 overs. Uh, our, our bowlers all struggled. No one really, um, you know, was, was able to keep the runs down. Our, so, yeah. our most economical bowler was Mitch Stark. You don't say that very yeah, often. Uh, very with four for 36 from his four. Mm. Question for you. Do you think, oh, those three aren't specialists enough for T20? I know the Hazelwood had a pretty good year at, in the IPL. Cummins, not so much. They took a liking to him in India. Um, I th- do you I think, think yeah. that, you know, they are the, the top three Australian fast bowlers? Yep. Um, but are there others that are specialised in the T20 format that maybe should be in there? No, I think they're our best three quicks. I think Josh Hazelwood, yeah, there was a lot of sort of conjecture around him. Yeah, he's not a T20 player in the past, often would miss mm. selection in in this team. Mm-hmm. Over the last 12 months, arguably the best... He was the best of those three. The best T20 yeah. bowler full stop. Yep. So forget being, you know, the best, best Australian quick... Yeah, he struggled a bit last night. Yeah, Pat Cummins struggled a little bit last night. He got wickets at least. But, but well, yeah, but if you go for 41, you know. I well, the, the, the wicket he got yeah. Allen out of, like, they had to, it was a perfect time for it and it was a great yeah. ball. Um, but, yeah, they just couldn't put it together from there and they ran away with it. And then put it this way, if anyone's to blame, yeah, you don't like giving up 200 on, on the opening night of a World Cup. Mm. But if anyone's to blame for us getting belted the way we did, it's our batting lineup. Yes, yes. Not made, it, made it harder for him to chase, but yes. Indeed. Yeah, we should... We expect more out of uh, that lineup, um, and I don't. I think what did Maxi's top score at twenty eight? Something like that. We'll look at our innings in just a second. I, I do want to continue that discussion just mm-hmm. a little bit because because Rickon mm-hmm. suggested Nathan Ellis, who we saw a little bit in the, in the warm ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, he's not in the in the squad, so yeah. Well, could, miss March also couldn't couldn't go with him. Yeah, I don't, they pick, I, I think Stein is a probably a, a solid option to bowl there. Yeah, but Mitch, do you but want four four overs as well out of Stoyan or, or Marsh? Um, I'm surprised maybe Maxi mm. didn't didn't you know bowl his little off, off break darts. What's what's the rule on how the bowlers, because isn't it like you don't you have to have a few of them specialized got to deliver for? 
Uh, well, you can you can split your twenty overs however you like, but the max overs that can be bowled is four. Oh, okay. So if you wanted to, if you wanted say Stark Hazelwood come and Zampa all to have four, yep. then you need to get that last four out of say Stoyne Marsh That's Maxwell. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you, yep. could, you could spread it across them if they really want. Correct. To. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Um, Kane Richardson, I think that is in the squad. You know, maybe there's there's uh, a, a bit of a push for his selection, but I, I think I, well, I don't. Cam Green's think, in there now as well, but I, I, yeah, yeah and, and again, I don't see Cam Green having to to get the white ball in a T Twenty World Cup. He's I, a I, he's a Mitch Marsh like for like exactly. So. I, I think when it comes down to it, I think. You, you have to get 16 overs out of Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins and Zampa. Yep. Okay. And then you, your last four overs, you split ha- however you like. Mm, and credit I, credit yeah. to Devin Conway and, and Finn Allen. They, just, they were just really fucking good. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they batted well on a deck, which our sticks struggled to, to score runs on. And I, yeah. I actually listened back to our, our pod two weeks ago and we said we'd kind of preview the World Cup, which we kind of need to do tonight. Yep. New Zealand yeah. and Pakistan are my smokies. They're my smokies for this. They could they could win the whole thing. Yes, the big three in in Australia, England, and India are expected to, to take it out. New Zealand could win this whole thing, and Pakistan mm. could could win this. Well, whole I thing. think the tournament last year, Pakistan were the dark horse. I think we covered it pretty. That they they were, didn't lose a game in the group stage. Yeah, they they got really deep and um, uh, ended up just dropping one there in the finals and mm. didn't make it all the way. But they are a great T Twenty squad. So Bloody I ass. agree. I agree. And we'll get to them in just a sec when we preview mm-hmm. India and Pakistan. Look, we, we've spoken about it. It comes down to this game with England now. Mm. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to. Show some faith, and I think we we put away Ireland, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka. Although I'm a little bit scared of Sri Lanka, but I think I think we win those three games. Yeah. It's it's going to be the the game against England is like well, a semi final. The good thing for us mm. against Sri Lanka, it's not in Sri Lanka, so indeed, that indeed. helps us. <laughs> that helps us against any of the Asian, Asian teams. I don't know yeah. if I'd want to play Afghanistan. You not that you can play them in <laughs> Afghanistan, but uh, I wouldn't want to play them in the Emirates. Let's yes. put it that way. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of Afghanistan, they did go down to England last night. England didn't walk over them. They won by five wickets. Uh, England's bowlers probably doing a good job over there in Perth, uh, keeping Afghanistan to 112. Uh, and then Liam Livingston top scored with 29 not. you, you got to watch out for some of these Afghan bowlers, Mohammad Nami, Rashid Khan. They're pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, do they bother anyone going deep into this tournament? Probably probably not. But uh, expect them to beat Ireland and, and maybe even do Sri Lanka. Yeah, they they've come a long way, which uh, which is great to see for especially. In, and we talk about the West Indies and and you know them traditionally liking the T Twenty format. T Twenty format is Afghanistan's oh, yeah. bread and butter, is essentially. Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about our um, scorecard? The, the, the yes, the yeah. Well, our, our sticks all failed. You, you mentioned Maxi yeah. uh, with a top, top score, score of twenty eight, followed that, by Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins <laughs> with twenty one. Uh, Finchy. You know, not not doing a whole lot. Davey Warner, uh, and we probably didn't speak about it a couple of weeks ago. We we mentioned how good Warner's form is. If Warner doesn't make runs at the top of that order, with with Finch, you know, having his well publicised form slump, and yeah. Marsh kind of you know going in and out uh, due to injury. Obviously, mm. Marsh's form last year was was incredible. Yep, uh, it leaves us a bit thin. Leaves us a bit thin. Yeah, we, well, I think we saw a multiple in the leading games. It was. Uh, David Warner would get your scores. Uh, you have a big run of outs, and then Matthew Wade would hopefully do us a job to yeah, sort us out. Clean it up. Yeah. yeah, and this one, unfortunately, Wade only got two, so it uh, didn't help us in that regard. Yeah, indeed. Here's, uh, here's a question for you. We So we won the toss and elected to bowl oh, first. Mm. Do you reckon that was a mistake? 
In hindsight, yes. Uh, there was a bit of weather around Sydney. Maybe they were kind of thinking, um, you know, off, off the form of, of Josh Hazelwood in particular. Maybe we might be able to I think get, it, get on top of them. So I think historically yeah. chasing has been better in T20. Well, in the in the World Cup last year, we won every toss and, and probably had a big influence in us winning that whole tournament. Yeah. It's also interesting to compare, I suppose, the World Cup from, from last year to mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, you're playing all of, all of the games on small grounds in, in the Emirates and Oman to here. Well, the SCG is not a big ground, but the MCG is huge. Um, the new Perth yeah. Stadium is pretty well, big. Bigger grounds in general. Exactly. So going to be less reliant on power hitting and the ability to, to work twos, You know, especially when you're yeah. playing in Melbourne, when you're playing in Perth, is going to be a big factor as, as mm. this World Cup sort of plays out. Uh, yep. It's not full panic mode, but it definitely not the start that we wanted to see. You, you probably don't even mind, you know, copping the L. It's it's copping the L that bad, and then the the effect yeah. that it has on the net run yeah. rate. And we'll look at the odds in a second. We started from Aussie bookies being the favourite. Read into that as you will. I always think the, the Aussie <laughs> bookies have a short price anyway. True. I think we've dropped defending it. champs though from a year ago, yeah, like and it's a home tournament. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, look, it's it's fair enough. I yeah. think few few injuries as well that India and England are carrying. To, we're now after one game, we've dropped to the fourth favorite. Yeah, so mm. not full panic mode, but close. Boys, yep. India and Pakistan played tonight. The big one. Uh, it's it's the biggest rivalry in cricket in general. Uh, there's a lot of chat that the MCG might be sold out. Could you imagine mm-hmm. if there's 100,000 people wow. in there tonight? Uh, That'd be crazy. Yeah. I think I, I know of plenty of people who've been buying tickets um, mm. like months ago. Like they've made a family event. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> as, as in the, the, the lads have uh, conned the wives into let's go watch a T20 cricket match. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and get, get around it. So... Um, uh, I think it's going to be an excellent game. Um, you know, the rivalry is there. The main thing I think maybe we can talk about that now is the weather. Yeah. The weather needs to stay away. There's a big concern in, mm. in Australia, especially on the East Coast. Um, it's been raining essentially from the north all the way down to the south. Um, you know, Tasmania to, to Townsville essentially. Like there's, nice. r- there's, <laughs> there's rain everywhere. Mm. Mm. Um, so I guess... Uh, maybe in Australia's favour, <laughs> a few no results potentially. Well, what, what happens if... Cause well, that's going to hurt us. The only way yeah. that a no result helps Australia is if it's against England and then we have to just try and pump the other teams more. Yep. I'm yep. glad you mentioned it though because we've had torrential rain uh, down here, you know, for, well, the, for, for the, the, the majority of the year. It's the wettest year yeah. on record in, in Australia. So I, know, I know, I, know um, I think today South... Um, southeast Queensland, so essentially the Gold Coast and Brisbane are going to get uh, potential flooding events as well. So there's rain there. I think there's more rain coming in Melbourne. Of course, we saw the floods uh, last week in Melbourne. Yeah, so yeah in Melbourne and, and yeah. Uh, rural Victoria. Exactly. So there's plenty of rain about. And we were talking about it um, in the groupie to each other. It's like, well, there's only really one indoor stadium that can take um, cricket games that it hasn't been set up for this World Cup and it's not being used yeah, anyway. Eddie, and that's Eddie had. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, Marvel now, so... Uh, apologies. But the name of rights, changing, changing. Um, <laughs> uh, but e- either way, like, yeah, n- nearly all... Don't n- kill me, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, of of the six stadiums they're using um, in this, four of them are on the East Coast. Mm. Um, you, of course, Gabba, SCG, MCG, and down there in Hobart. So... Mm, mm. Uh, there potentially could be a lot of games that, 
yeah, a rain affected or or have potential no results, and it would be a very short tournament if that happens. But well, well, the the thing is, I don't think we can do anything. Like that's the thing. Of course, We've got no, there's no replacements. No. But the thing is, it makes a loss like we suffered last night even yeah. more exactly. dangerous because exactly. if you get rained out, say against Ireland and Afghanistan from an Australian perspective, mm-hmm. you're up yeah. shit creek. Like mm-hmm. that's that's you done. Well, so, yeah. So so Again, not only are you rate. sort of relying on results and and you hope that someone can beat beat England. That's that's, you know, going to help us out. Say if, if Sri Lanka were, were able to beat England, that would help us out a lot. You, you're putting your yeah. destiny even further out of your own control with the yep. with the impact of the weather. I might just actually chase up where the Australian games are. Yeah, well, we, I'm looking at the Melbourne weather uh, for today for that game. They're they only should saying be right for today. For today, today okay. they're, they're only saying five mils today, but twenty to thirty tomorrow, and then rain all week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's. Where, where, could you want to throw the other game up and see? Yeah, has, has it actually, has has Lanka actually started? Uh, going that, that's, that's down in Hobart. Yeah. Uh, we play Sri Lanka in Perth, so hopefully we get a, a result out there. Mm. And then the England games at the MCG. Yeah. What, what day is that? Twenty eighth. Uh, What's today? It's only it's only Thursday or something. Thursday. Or mm. Well, I'll do a quick weatherman Sean on the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Changing professions. Yeah, yeah. He's gone from uh, neuro- neurologist to meteorologist. Oh, I probably get the arse and legs for it, but uh, I've got nothing up top for it. Uh, arse and legs to be a doctor or a meteorologist? <laughs> a, we- a, a weatherman. Let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Thursday's looking all right. 50% chance, zero one mils. So nothing. That's nothing, That's mate. nothing. So I, I think we're good Thursday. Anyone playing on Monday might be in trouble, though. Ireland playing Sri Lanka currently. Uh, Sri Lanka um, in the fourth over of, of bowling to the Irish. One for 19. Big fella Sterling at the crease. Looking uh, a little overcast down yeah, there, but that's Hobart, so that's should be right. I think it's looking right there, so hopefully that game goes. Anyways, on the esky slash on the weather chat. Yeah, yeah. well, let's not curse the tournament. Hopefully we get all the games in and um, it doesn't, uh, you know, piss down rain for half of them. Indeed. Uh, yeah. India, Pakistan tonight. The big sort of mental advantage I think that the Pakistan will have mm-hmm. over India is last World Cup, that first game, uh, highly yep. anticipated. Pakistan absolutely pulled their pants down, one by... By 10 wickets, uh, the form of Baba Azam and Mohammad Rizwan, I believe they're both in the top three for, for rankings for yeah. test bats, been which is unbelievable. Um, their, their bowlers go okay. I suppose the concern with Pakistan is the depth, say, compared to, to India. Um, if, if Rizwan and Baba Azam don't make runs, it probably you, – you'd think Pakistan are in trouble. Yep. Um, but if those blokes go out and, and, and make runs the way that they have been, uh, watch out. There, there could be another another upset on the cards. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, I'm going to bring up our favourite uh, friends that never get back to us, uh, <laughs> despite me sliding into their DMs. Never. Um, sports bet and look at some tournament odds. Uh, outright, here we go. So... According to our good friends, unofficial sponsors at Sportsbet England, uh, the tournament favourites now at three dollars ten. After Australia were the favourites before last night. Mm-hmm. India four thirty three, New Zealand five fifty, Australia six, South Africa seven, Pakistan ten. That is good cash yeah. for Pakistan, and then it I starts think, to blow out. I think South Africa as well. We haven't talked enough about them. Their their T twenty form of late as well has been very good. Has been great, um, especially especially at home. Caveat, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they've got. They've got some bats there that they can definitely play well in the T20. Their bowling, I think, is, is scary. Like, legitimately, mm, might yeah. have the best quicks 
getting around in world cricket. Yeah, another solid team, top to bottom. So De- depth for me is an issue. I think mm. if if Quinn and Cock and uh, and Riley Russo don't make runs, mm. uh, as per the the kind of Pakistani model, I think South Africa may be in trouble, and they've got to get past India and Pakistan. That, the rest of that group, they it's that's a three horse race. Yeah, essentially. Well, uh, both groups are kind of designed that way, but, mm. um, but Bangladesh in that group could cause an upset. I yeah. don't see it happening. Shakib Al Hassan coming off that long, lengthy ban uh, a few years ago was one of the best T20 players in the world. Musafir mm. Rahman, who uh, you know, as, as Delhi Capitals fans, uh, yep. we can see what the Fizz can do. Um, you know, off the long run up with the with the left arm quicks, mm-hmm. but uh, I just don't think that Bangladesh have the depth um, or form to to be worrying either. Yeah, um, or any of those three teams, and then Zimbabwe and uh, and yep. uh, Netherlands making yeah. making up the numbers there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But uh, but yeah, P- Pakistan. I think at ten dollars, I think it is pretty good money. Let's talk India. Uh, mm-hmm. India p- perennial kind of disappointments when it comes to big. Tournaments on paper, probably the best team in the world. It's going to be hard without Jadu and Bumrah. You know that that hurts big time. You're talking about one of the one of the ultimate uh, fast bowlers in 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 all forms in Jasprit Bumrah not being available. Mm. And and, and, and you talk about they got a lineup for tonight. No, they won't. I don't think just yet because it's seven seven. Oh. So cricket, you won't get the eleven until an hour before okay, okay. Uh, uh, an hour before the, the squad did get announced. Yeah, uh, we looked at that. I was just seeing if they announced who was going to be in. In that lineup, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they line up. Coley will play, I think. Uh, yep. he, that that ton, of, you know, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago mm-hmm. definitely helped his, um, you know, his his efforts to be selected. But yeah, no, Jadu hurts. Jadu has the ability to put a game on his shoulders. It doesn't matter if it's Test cricket. It doesn't matter if it's fifty over cricket. It doesn't matter if it's twenty over cricket. Mm-hmm. He he can really put a team on his shoulders and get you through. That said, the depth of India is is stark. It's it's. So that they're so deep compared to any other team, even England and Australia, mm. that the depth of India is is unbelievable. The well, I, I guess the good thing is though it is limited. <laughs> it's the, the guys they brought with them. So that's true. That's <laughs> true. The other thing is a lot of them are unproven in Australia. We yes, talk about Surya Kumar Yadav. We talk about Shreyas Iyer. I don't think that they've played short format cricket mm-hmm. in Australia. If they have, maybe they've played a couple. Yep. So, uh, but I guess the biggest concern though is you got to. For that is you know Australia in Australia, uh, if if Australia gets knocked out, then it kind of doesn't matter as much in the Australian conditions. No, I'm, I'm ne- saying the Australians play the Australian conditions the best out of all the teams. Yeah, but you know who else plays well in Australia? New Zealand and South Africa. Yeah, true. So yes, th- there is that caveat of oh well, they're not in Australia's group, so it doesn't matter. Yes, they have to play South Africa, mm-hmm. and then that you know assuming they get they get out of this group yeah. they're going to run into run into a, a new zealand or maybe australia if yeah. we manage to if we manage to get out mm. so so that's going to be the big question mark around india i think at 4 dollars 33 at 4 to 1 i think that's pretty good really for, mm. for this team again it's so much of it's going to be the the mental fortitude of these boys to think Yes, on paper we're good. We're superstars. We've got a billion people behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, can we go down in in foreign conditions and and take home some silverware, which they've really struggled to do yep. uh, of late? Yep. So how long does the tournament run through? We've got another th- oh for another month, probably uh, two, two weeks, five, five weeks. Yeah. So yeah. so we've, well, we've got so so it's five games in these Super Twelves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that goes for about two and a half, three weeks. Then straight into a semi, and then straight into a final. Yep. 
and then the the test um, summer begins for us with with West Indies and South Africa. Now that we get there for the Sri Lankans. In summation, oh, you know who we haven't talked about? England. Let's talk quickly about mm-hmm. England. The favourites, absolutely, Charlie. absolutely <laughs> dished us in those warm up <laughs> games. Mm-hmm. Uh, was lucky to get down the, to the Theatre of Dreams. Uh, last Friday night uh, to have a rain-interrupted six overs, no result. So that speaks volumes to the weather that we've been experiencing recently. Um, No Joffre Archer is big, no Johnny Bairstow. Both of those guys, if fit, probably walk into this side. They are carrying... When was Archer last time he played for England? Ages, yeah. So you've been dealing with back or I think it's stress I think it's stress fractures in the back, yeah. the you know, the, the the classic injury for fast bowls. Yeah, they don't want to rush him the, back. The injury it. that Pat Cummins missed four and a half years of cricket yeah, exactly. from. Um if, if those two are, are, are in the team, you'd think hands down favourites to, to win this thing. Uh carrying probably the best T twenty bat in the world at the moment in Joss Butler. Yep. Um go okay in Australian conditions. Obviously you showed that in the warm ups. Weren't that convincing mm. last night against mm. Afghanistan? Uh, but is he still captain for England? Uh, but or, or was it Roy? No, I think but uh, but let's still get it. I think so because yeah, Owen Stokes Mor- is not doing it. Yeah. Well, and Owen Morgan stepping down. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, think. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Butler that picked Butler's it up. Captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just confirming that. Um, yep. Yeah, they they're favourites and and should be. They sh- well, it's all it's all going to come down to that Australia England game. That's massive at the MCG. Yeah, I think the favourite tag ends up being a little bit of a curse, though, because I think India were heavy favourites last, yeah. last year. And then yeah. Didn't go so well for them. So, yeah, I think Australia probably prefer not being the favourites anymore. Uh, last time Archer played for England was in T20 match, March 2021. Jeez, yeah. So what are we, October? Well, that's 18 months. 18 months since, since Archer's yeah, played, didn't for, play played for England. last year. Yeah. Remember that, so... Mm, interesting. Let's go. We've got cricket pretty much every night now for five months down under. So mm-hmm. Not too bad. Can't complain about that. All right, you ready for <laughs> soundbites? Oh, wait. Yeah. We've got another World Cup on. It's a Rugby League World Cup. <laughs> That's actually me doing the sound, so I probably could have <laughs> just done that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk some rugby league. We, we spoke at the top of the show uh, about the, the shitstorm, uh, the, the power of going out. Yeah, the uh, opening ceremony, the opening, as you will. The opening ceremony. I tell you what wasn't a shit, England's performance in, in that first game. Uh, absolutely dishing Samoa, 62-6, two tries each for Dom Young and Elliot Whitehead. Tommy Mackinson, 24 points for the Poms. The Poms started as underdogs in mm-hmm. the, in this game. Look, well, you look at the Samoan team and the on paper, names very on, good. It, yeah. on paper, very good. Mm. Um, I, I think, think the, the Luai without Cleary, probably you know uh, uh, there was a few uh, holes exposed there. But also yeah, England in England, people were disrespecting him. They they could if Australia should be favourites to win this whole thing. Yeah, if, definitely. If anyone is is to push the Aussies. New Zealand might be good, but England at home, they've got that massive home ground advantage. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? And they've been playing, I think, mm-hmm. more of a team as well. I think that's the problem with Samoa, as you saw, is a lot of name guys that really hadn't played a lot together at all. And, um, you know, some questions of the coaching staff as well following uh, following that match too, that, yeah, what what has been going on uh, over there for the Samoans? But England, I think, um, uh, is it... Pushley or something, the the five eight for England. Mm. He was absolutely dynamic. He put um, 
Dom Young away for two of his tries. I watched the first 60 minutes of this game before the connection dropped out for, for us for a, about 20 <laughs> minutes, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, so I was like, yeah, I'm done. Um, <laughs> That's a good effort being up at that time. Yeah, but I think... Um, Jack, I, Wells, I, Jack Wellsby is that bloke's name. Jack Wellsby, that's on. Um, he, uh, uh, they were only, I think, um, up by like 28 points at the, by that point as well with like mm. 20 to go. They put the sword through them at the end there and they, they really shouldn't with um, some of the names that are in that squad and some of the go forward they've got. But the English squad, they've, um, you know, Georgie Williams has played here. He's a really pretty good half. You know, Tompkins, mm. is, Sam Tompkins' is the fullback's been great for them for mm. a very long time. And yeah, they got some young young talent there, and I didn't even realize Dom Young played for Newcastle a year, and I think scored fourteen tries so on the season. So it's probably probably speaks to how much NRL you watch. <laughs> yeah, well, how many Newcastle games I watch? So yeah, fair, tr- fair. You know yeah, the interesting true. thing around Dom Young, Jamaican heritage. Yeah, could have. Uh, could have, if he wanted to, play for Jamaica. Obviously, you'd probably take England uh, if if uh, if the choice is available to you. Probably. I think the thing that maybe caught us napping a little bit, admittedly, none of us really watch much Super League. So, you know, you can go ahead and say, oh, yeah, Victor Radley's a great player. Elliot Whitehead's a great player. Radley was very good for we, them, by the way. Because <laughs> we see them week in, week out. But a lot of these Super League guys, oh, you know, hand of my heart, I don't watch too much Super League. Uh, and and when you hear about the Man of Steel often being Australian or being you know a guy that's kind of struggled in the NRL, you think oh you know it's a tier below the NRL, yada yada. But when you you've got to factor in home ground advantage and maybe the Super League players still being pretty good, uh, yeah. England a formidable team. Well, there's plenty of Australians, mm. of course, over there playing in the Super League, which then ups the competition. It's a it's a mm. yes, it's a second tier competition, but it's still a very good competition. Um, mm. And you know, play differently to how the NRL is, um, you know, the way it's refed, and of course, we're playing under international rules. Um, I wonder because the Super League finished about two months ago as well, so they've uh, haven't, you know, they are rested, but also maybe rusty. No, uh, well, but but the, the NRL guys, well, they've they only had say three weeks since the end of the. Not season. even man, like yeah. the the Panthers guys in in this team, that they, they had two weeks, yeah. and yeah. and you had you had exactly. uh, you had Crichton, you had To'o, you had Luai. Mm. Um, you know, you had Tyrone May. Uh, they're coming off what twenty four regular season games plus Origin for a couple of them plus mm. three yeah, finals. True, but, but then also the, the flight over there, the fatigue factor has to has yeah, to come true, into true. it. But also, then those guys only lost four games all year, so you know there is a level of talent there. Um, I think you know losing the hammer, who I think broke his leg, and then May, who dislocated his hip, mm, uh, didn't mm. help them late, and that's probably why this game got away as it mm, did in that mm, last twenty. Mm, um, mm. But but yeah, some uh, concerning signs there for Samoa early in the tournament. Um, impressive for England. Um, I think it's mm. well. It's been the big three. It's been England, New Zealand, and Australia um, have been the you know the dominant force uh, in these rugby league World Cups in recent years. Yeah, well, um, they're the only three that have won it. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, uh, so they're the big three, and I think Australia's like eleven. Yeah. England as Great Britain mm-hmm. is maybe three, and New Zealand one, something like that. But of course, also better in England. The of tour, course. Australian tours of England. England have always been better mm. playing at home. So. Yeah, like you said, we'll see what what happens there and how it progresses. Let's go quickly yeah. through France and Greece. Uh, Greece's first rugby league World Cup, mm-hmm. led by Lachlan Ilias, uh, you know from from South Sydney. Uh, the French team, not I don't know many names on on their on their team sheet. They've got a big advantage in pretty much the whole team plays at two clubs: yeah. Catalans Dragons and Toulouse Olympique. So you talk about knowing each other's games and, and the way and the chemistry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, that's a big advantage France have. They got 
pretty comprehensively beaten by England last night, uh, 42 to 18, which is a better scoreline than Samoa did. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be interesting, I suppose, that France-Samoa game. Can can France upset uh, that, that star-studded uh, Samoan uh, lineup? I think that game might be tonight as well. Group B, let's talk Australia. Um, we, we speculated as to how the Aussies would line up. One, what? one through 17 or one through 28 <laughs> and 36 yeah. and 32 I th- I, I, and the rest it. of those dumb numbers. Yeah, I think we hit the nail on the head of this, um, especially and, and then also going into the Scotland game that, um, you know, all of them would play, that get different combinations and that, you know, it is – uh, it's not a super long tournament, but it is a tournament and coming off, as we said, a lot of football. Mm. Um, these guys will get chances to play. And to th- mm. we've, we've seen that. We've seen different combinations, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the back line, the centres, uh, mm. but also resting up some of the forwards. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think good job, us. Let's run through that team Definitely. quickly. They did uh, have eight debuts, eight mm-hmm. debutants. Teddy, Fox, Luttrell, Val. So we, we got all that. Val did play in the centres. They didn't push him out on tour wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this one, Murray Talungi getting his first cap. Yep. Munster DCE, so the Queensland connection. Yep. yep. Then Tino um, getting getting his first uh, test cap. Ben Hunt started as the nine. nine. Jerbo, yep. Angus Crichton, um, Jeremiah Nanai, Cam Murray. So debutants or first caps to Crichton and Nanai. And the bench consisted of Harry Grant, who was excellent. I uh, think man of the match in this. Um, Ruben Cotter, Pat Carrigan and Jack White and all getting their first yeah. uh, green and gold jerseys. I think this was what we said would be their, say, number one squad. Yeah. And, yeah, against a, F- a Fiji squad, which has, uh, a, you know, good names in there as well. Like a couple, it's, yeah. It's fair, it's fair to start the tournament off. Yeah, probably not as strong as a Tonga or a Samoa, but yes. probably that just that yeah. next tier down. Yeah, a good kind of, you know, chemistry, get a warm-up game in there and then uh, we'll roll out. Uh, second stringers, <laughs> the B B team, as you will, a little bit uh, to then play the Scotland squad. The B team looked pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're still yes, it's still a f- fucking good squad. <laughs> Eighty four nil, the second biggest margin ever in a rugby league world cup. We were looking at uh, Australia and Russia, mm. uh, one hundred and ten to four. <laughs> the Russians actually they, they scored a try, which is uh, full credit to them. Yeah, uh, back in two thousand, I think we we're looking at. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, so November two thousand. Yeah, that's it. That's it. How, how closely did Scotland play these games back to go back as well? Because they played Italy before this. Mm, uh, I think they had one day more rest. Uh, one day less rest, I should say, than the Aussies. So four days. Yeah. Dates. So Australia versus Fiji was on the fifteenth. Scotland versus Italy was on the sixteenth. They played on the twenty-first. That's five days. Six days. Five days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's fair enough rest, I guess. Yeah. It's. it's Pretty, you know, uh, it's what you'd be expected to do in the NRL. You're expected to do four days if you have to yeah. play Sunday to Thursday. They try not to do that. True, true. Um, so the ins for this game, Matt Burton, Campbell Graham, Nathan Cleary, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Liam Martin, Osayo, Lindsay Collins. So of those guys, uh, Cleary, RCG, Martin and Yo all mm-hmm. featured in the grand final. So that's mm-hmm. why they were given the extra uh, five days. I think Cotter, Cotter is hurt. Um, I believe. Uh, yes, I believe, yes, I believe that's that's correct. The Fox scores four. He leads the tournament so yeah. far. With Best six. winger not to play for New South Wales. Yeah, there's a few Freddie <laughs> memes getting around. <laughs> yeah. A few Freddie memes and uh, Fox, Fox not getting the start in uh, Origin this year. He, he's the fastest man on planet Earth, according to Gus Gould, and he looked at it in this one. Uh, well, did you see the ref chasing? Yeah. yeah keeping that dude had some wheels. Yeah. He did get a bit of a head start, but he didn't lose much ground to the Fox. <laughs> he did at not. All, so. He did not. Yeah, if Josh Adokar's the fastest man on earth, that referee is the second fastest yeah, man yeah, on yeah. earth. <laughs> Third, Usain Bolt. Yes. Uh, 
the try of the tournament maybe scored in in uh, mm-hmm. garbage time of this one. Matt Burton flicking it through his through legs. Fox yep. kicking it to himself, diving finish. Those those short in goals have to play a factor as well. It probably yeah, changes, you know, your your kicking game a fair bit. It's it's probably about six meters compared to about ten. Yep. Which definitely, um, you know, you've got to factor in. You know, uh, that's soccer pitches, isn't it? It's because yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I th- think it probably, if anything, it'll affect the, the grabber game. You know, yeah, grabbers, goals, grabbers so, more so yeah. than anything. Yeah, crossfield bombs are probably still okay because you're trying to drop them on the goal line anyway. But exactly. yeah, it's, it's yeah. the. Uh, short chip over chops in the in the, the grubbers through that'll probably um, you know, you'd lose out a little bit. Plus, they don't pad it as well. So if you do slide across like yeah, Fox did, straight, straight, straight into straight the sponsors. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, who who did that and dislocated a shoulder? Someone oh, did good, that for Australia. Good question. Well, that was a couple of years ago. Anyway, don't know. I feel it. like Piggy Riddell did it, but no, I could be wrong. I've seen a few in the NFL going near the camera guy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, well, Aaron pa- Patrick from Denver did his ACL hitting a dude on the sideline the other day. So yeah. Tim uh, Patrick, isn't it? No, no, Aaron Patrick. Aaron. Tim did his in the in the in the preseason. So. Two Patricks, two ACLs. That's <laughs> yeah. Denver season uh, to a T. <laughs> oh yes. yes. Um, boys, yeah. the big questions, I suppose, for this lineup moving forward. Obviously, the number one, the elephant in the room, Nathan Cleary or DCE. I think they'll stick with Cleary. I think that 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 Fiji squad, like I said, is. The ones, mm-hmm. um, DCs, the it's two, and they'll stick with the Queensland connection there with Hunt at nine, um, and you know you, you got to go with Teddy anyway. But that's the, the spine. Uh, stick with DCE. Yes, DCE. You, s- uh, you said Cleary. I said Cleary's twos. I said stick with the ones. No, you, you, oh, yeah, Anyways, DCE. <laughs> DCE so you're saying the spine, their best spine, and what the, the Fiji squad, the ones with DCE. That's and Teddy. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying Teddy Munster, DCE Hunt. Hunt. Interesting. A lot of people have said, look, like here's, here's uh, the, the example of how well this team can play yeah, with, with Cleary. Yes, as a caveat, I suppose, is Scotland. How about their jerseys? Jeez, no good. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a Parramatta <laughs> Eels slash Scotland jersey with a, featuring a bit uh, of tartan. That, that's going to be the biggest call that Mal's going to have to make for this tournament, surely. Um, I, I know mm. as New South Wales fans, a lot of people that I talk to think Cleary should be the the... the you know, out and out halfback in mm. the in the games that matter, uh, but yeah, the connection with Munster. You know, obviously the nine's going to be a Queenslander, whether it's it's Grant or Hunt or you know, yeah. it's uh, hard because it's not like you could have Cleary just sitting on the bench either. You, you probably can't carry him yeah. as a fourteen. No, um, so it's it's, it's going to be a hard decision. Who'd yeah. want to be a coach? Either way, <laughs> they're looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Hunt and Grant, I think. When the business end of the games come through, I think it's probably just a matter of who starts. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think both of them will be. Again, best. go back to what we said in Fiji. I think it's, you know, Hunt starts and then Grant can come in and mm. um, take that role. And whether you slide Hunt out or, you know, even Blake can play a second row, they'll, they'll rotate that through. Tulangi and Campbell Graham, this is going to be interesting because Val Holmes oh, yeah, uh, pl- played as a centre in the first game and then played off the bench in the second game. Mm. Val mm-hmm. Holmes, obviously, uh, I think, in our best 17. Yep. Uh, so he's, he's the goal kicker as well. So. Uh, yep. Uh, so who is going to be the winger? Campbell Graham scored a few. Again, mm-hmm. caveat Scotland. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting decision for Mal to make. And then the forwards, I, I'm not really sure on the best way that they line up at all, really. Mm-hmm. So so it's open slather, I think. Uh, I, I won't put it down to personal battles, 1v1s. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of talent there in, in the forward pack and exactly how they line up. I think probably the only certains, uh, certainties for the big games for, as a forwards, I think Cam Murray has mm-hmm. to be a certainty. I think Isaiah Yo has to be a certainty. Yeah, and I'd probably th- – oh, no, maybe not. Who are you thinking? 
Um, I don't think of bench players, but I, I in the forward pack, I think it would just be more health. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be the availability of health because we've already seen Cotter um, banged up a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of where some of those decisions will they'll be made for you. Mm-hmm. It'll be who are the guys that are in the best shape, that are the fittest at the moment and aren't injured. Um, mm. They'll probably roll with those guys going into a lot of those games. But I, I don't, overall, it, you know, until it's England or New Zealand, um, I think they'll keep playing with connections a little bit as we've, as we've said and see how they go. Fiji smacked Italy overnight. Uh, two tries to Billy Kikau and Micah Sivo. Uh, pretty hard to see uh, Fiji not going through now. Their points difference is crazy and they've got Scotland to play. Yep. yep. Group C, uh, Ireland smashed Jamaica 48-2. Luke Keary leading the Irish around. Jamaica getting their first World Cup points. New Zealand mm. 34, Lebanon 12. Joseph Manu, we'd like to talk about him a fair bit here on the Esky. Playing one. So. Playing one. What about the, the Chooks? They've got three guys playing fullback in this in this tournament. Well, I think with that Joseph Suwali. Well, I think Suwali yeah. playing for that Samal game um, showed how dynamic he is as a runner and returner, but also um, how unders I guess he is as a um, you know the talent at the fullback and the, all the all the other things that go into playing a fullback. Mm. Of course, he hasn't played there at it's all. Like a nineteen, is exactly. What, yeah, I think that's kind of stuff that will yeah. that will come into his so, game. Yeah, I definitely think you know he's playing for Samara as part part and parcel, a part of the reason for you know trying to push his. Uh, you know, I'm a fullback and this is what I can do, and you can mm. see the elite yeah. running ability. Indeed. But uh, I think he's still on the apprenticeship of everything else that's involved in there. He's third string at. At the Chooks yeah, as, 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 as a fullback. Because yeah. Joey Manu was was un, unbelievable. And we talked about how, how when he got hurt in the final series, like how big of an out that was mm. for the Chooks, and it mm. ended up being uh, a bit of a difference there when they played the Rabbits the second time. Lebanon, not bad on paper. Uh, mm. I think a little bit uh, lacking in their forward pack. Yes, yes. Uh, but, but the likes of Jacob Kiraz from the Dogs, Josh Mansour, Adam Dewey, Dewey. who... Got, he got <laughs> sent in this. Uh, can you chase up? Does he get suspended for that? Uh, their upcoming game? Yeah, I think he. What did he? He said to them, the ref was like, "Give us a call." You know, you uh, call the shit. Give us a call. That. Yeah, and got sent off. Abuse and Mitch Moses. That's fuck. Pretty handy seven running around uh, outside of Australia and New Zealand. There's, I don't, there's like Mitch Moses. You'd take over George Williams, wouldn't you? Probably the third best seven getting around in, in this. He's, he's playing the New Zealand squad. It's Jerome Brown Hughes. and Jerome Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. yeah. And Hughes, I think, is hurt at the moment a little bit as well. Uh, I can tell you they, they played overnight. Uh, yeah, Max, do you find any news there on what's Adam doing? Sorry, at bloke in the bar, stole that from you, <laughs> Denon. Um, what do you need a minute? Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to find uh, Jerome Hughes' news of um, shit rhymes. Shit rhymes. Yeah. Here we go. Group C. The other thing about this Group C as well, you'd think this Ireland-Lebanon game uh, decides who else goes through because uh, yeah. as good as the Jamaicans have been, you know, getting their first points. Uh, well, they got their first try against New Zealand. I, mm. I can cover off um, some stalling. So uh, I think the scenes for them actually <laughs> getting that try very late from a, um, you know, a, a loose ball, as you will, mm. popped up. They got it, scored a try. Um, and you know the scenes they, they look like they'd actually won the World Cup um, mm. after getting their try but uh, you know a tier one nation as well uh, New Zealand who's probably going to play in the in the final um, 
Yeah, it was well, Austra- the way the tournament's set up, if Australia and New Zealand both finish first, they have to play, play each other in the semis. semis. Yeah, yeah, which but, is you know, which is big. Going deep, let's put it that way. Indeed, um, to indeed. get a get a try, I think they were very elated and happy with all that. Mm-hmm. Monks, any news on what's Adam doing? Yeah, so it's a bit of a weird way they've explained it. Um, where are we? It was, right. a, it was a weird send off. I'm sure we'll explain it better. hundred yeah. oh, percent. I'll just read <laughs> it. Um, so. Lebanon may only play three more games in the tournament, which means Dewey will be missing almost half of their campaign. So I don't know how many games that means. One and a half, if my maths is any good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if that includes. So obviously yeah. he's not he's not playing this Lebanon this no. this game. Was it so Yeah, he's Was not it? playing against um, Ireland, Ireland or Jamaica. Ah, so he's, so he's scrapped from the group stages. Looks like he's scrapped from the group stages. Yeah. Wow, so that's big for for Lebanon moving forward. Ah, uh, did you? What was the the um. Case, what did he do? Was there a ref abuse, like I said? Or it it was a ref abuse. Okay, cool. Um, I thought I think I, it looked like it was just swearing. I don't. Yeah, I, th- I think you can send for, you can get sent for swearing. I think he said uh, something like, you know, that you be making shit calls make a good one or something like that. Um, that's why he sent him off. So eloquent. Maybe it was the, uh, the intent behind it. You know what can fuck off? I love this league live app during the year. The World Cup, look, it doesn't even have this game. Well, New Zealand are going through And it's going to come down to uh, This Ireland-Lebanon game You'd think uh, a- Lebanon without Adam doing Yeah mm. uh, What's happening in Group D? Group D's <laughs> been the tightest group uh, Tonga and PG Probably the, the closest uh, game You know, best for the neutral viewer so far Tonga mm-hmm. coming away with the Bickies 24 to 18 uh, Really highlighted 18-year-old Isaac Toa uh, mm-hmm. who, was, who was playing in the halves For the Tongans, very impressive uh, Especially for an 18-year-old uh, He'll be pushing He'll be pushing to get a starting spot At the Dolphins next yep. year And then the other sort of story out of this one Was um, Papua's and lead Rhino's uh, goal kicker Second row, Reese Martin. He's got 41 consecutive goals without missing. That's equaled the record. So if he makes his next one, um, I think that's the longest uh, goal streak ever. Cook Islands, 18. Wales, 12. Don't imagine either of these teams get out of the group. Um, Cook Island kit looks like my social cricket team. Yams kit. Um, <laughs> up the Yams. Not playing this year. Yeah, it'll be Tonga and PJ, I think. I think so too. But mm. World Cup's out there. Good to see a few minnow nations, you know, blood, you know. Getting, getting their first points, their first tries, et cetera, et cetera. I think yeah. uh, the the teams that go through uh, are pretty well set. It's probably Group C, the second team, will it be Ireland or Lebanon that goes through is probably the biggest question. Yeah, I agree. Mm. A bit of NRL news, a bit mm-hmm. of uh, coaching uh, musical trees, musical chairs even. <laughs> musical <laughs> trees, that's a, that's a new one. Yeah, sit on the tree. That's it. <laughs> Actually, this one probably could have been a mop of the week as well. Just uh, yeah. manly sparkle shit show. Absolutely. Absolutely. The lead up to this podcast and manly sea eagles. <laughs> That's parody for biggest shit shows in Australia at the moment. Des Hasler yeah. is gone. We spoke about all the n- sort of rumors and rest well, of it, and I, I, I said, nah, no way, Des Hasler leaves yeah. his team on his own terms. Apparently not. Yeah, and I think from that podcast that following week. Uh, we all got kicked off with the CEO coming out and saying, you know, we're an excellent team. We're, we're on the way up. Uh, what we lack is coaching. <laughs> Essentially, you know, shots fired, et cetera, uh, which I think kind mm. of said that, you know, the writing was all, all that was the end. Um, and then Hasler, you know, I think 
they're back and forth in the front office. Hasler says, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm done. I'm not going to pull it up with this shit. Um, <laughs> I think Trent Barrett and mm. Tuvia are just like, yes, we also did the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, I think anyone that's a Manly fan uh, at the moment knows the issues aren't with the, the coaching or the team. Mm. It's probably more the front office and what's happening in the oh, back yeah. there. 100%. Um, so Hasler, Hasler gone. Um, I think they've been sold a little bit on Seabold uh, coming back. Seabold, Seabold, yeah, Seabold. Not um, the butterfly swimmer. Seabold. No, I was going with Seabombs as well. C dash bomb. Oh yes. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. So Seabold probably selling them on like his resume and you know he's pulled the wool over them maybe a little bit here because they've made the change and that's that's likely going to be the new head coach Flanagan. Uh, Shane Flanagan, that is assistant. most likely going yeah. to be the assistant, uh, which would be good for anyone that watches any of the Fox League. He'll be off commentary. Um, so rich, rich from us, perhaps. <laughs> true, true. Um, so, yeah, he, it sounds like he signed on as assistant coach, whereas um, Seabold hasn't actually signed on yet as the head coach, but it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah, it's essentially close to being announced. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think mm. the main thing is um, the uh, Traborius brothers, um, Tom especially, you know, talking to my management, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's got a clause in his contract that it's tied to the head coach, that if the head coach goes, that I can then potentially get out of my contract and then Wayne Bat- well. Uh, I don't think I don't think they they've got any chance with their coaching at the moment, uh, the Dragons. Tom, uh, uh, I think we're, Wayne Bennett was the one that said, "Oh yeah, we'd be happy to take Tom." Kind of thing is like, "Hey, if you yeah. want out, we're here. We'll pay you whatever you want." That's so it. I think even DC is a bit of a fanboy yeah. of Hasler as well. So it'd be funny if front office has gotten rid of Hasler just to try and bring back some stability within the team and the play playing groups. Just like just walk out, nah. yeah. <laughs> And I, of course, I brought everything up from Pride Round as well, and I think Josh Smith Schuster uh, was talking. Did I get that back to front? Josh Schuster. I think you're thinking of Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, Josh, Josh Schuster. 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 <laughs> uh, he, he did some because he was one of the uh, Pride Seven. Correct. Yeah. Um, he spoke he, with Danny White. Yes, he did. Did some. Did some media kind of show what their thoughts and their opinions and the back and forth. Um, yeah, because I think there's been leaked text as well about, um, you know, the front office knew for quite a while that this was potentially going to happen mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. They still went ahead with it. They kind of didn't care and they pushed the agenda and um, mm. didn't listen to their playing group. And if they had, they might have had a better conversation than the shit show that it was that week, um, yeah, women and league week as well, mm. uh, that, that it ended up being. So, yeah, mainly blowing themselves up, shooting themselves mm. in the foot as you will, and we'll have a new head coach. And I, I don't think the Chabroya Birch brothers will go anywhere. Nah. But, but we also were saying you will, Hasler's not going anywhere right. and that happened. Yep. And, yep. You know, you know they, they've got a good good reason to get out of Manly now. And if it's in their contracts, they might have reasons, you know, a potential out there. But either way, it's shit show. Can't wait to see the Trebojevic brothers in a big red V. Uh, starting. <laughs> well, all the all the young talent wants out of the Starting never. Moment, so. mm. I, know, I think actually for some Dragon chat, I think the – uh, the reason no one showed up to that, um, you know, the dragon uh, awards night because they're all awards night. Uh, not that, but it was actually protest. They were protesting with the, the coaching staff. Yeah. So there's 
No, there's actually rumours coming out with some of the playing group. Um, after Ben Hunt got stuck into them all, that, hey, you should have been there, you guys need there, that uh, a lot of them actually didn't show up because they were protesting with where the club is at the moment. And a few uh, ex-Dragons, Matt Cooper, pretty vocal on, on Twitter, saying mm-hmm. uh, it was a disgrace and et cetera, et cetera. I think that's all noise, mate. There's nothing yeah. wrong down on <laughs> in, uh, in Cogger and Wollongong. Can't wait to see uh, the Triple Wimbledon brothers playing for the Dragons next year. Uh, just yeah. quickly back to Des Hasler. The term scapegoat doesn't get thrown around that often. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw it out here. Oh, big time. Scapegoat? Oh, definitely. If they threw him in BCE. to the wolves. Yeah, exactly. That whole Under the bus. That media pre- conference was the line in the sand that probably said it, it's all going to end up very badly. So. Feel for Des here. Feel yeah, for definitely. Des. Mm. But, fuck, put your feet up. Don't worry about the stress that is coaching an NRL yeah, team do this year. Longer. Exactly. I'd be on a beach and mm. having a beer and... Just it's it's only going to get worse. You feel at at Manly mm-hmm. in this off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Do you reckon Desla? Ah, Desla. That's a good Desla. 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 Do you reckon he just take? You reckon he just takes a year off? And uh, yeah, there's no one. There's no. <laughs> well, he might be in line with his dragons job next year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right, we'll take a package deal. Sorry, Hook. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take the Desla and and uh, and three turbos. That's you never know though. You could see if front offices if that, that deal gets put on the table. Like I don't think we've got the cap room just quietly. Yeah. Anyways, I want to get rid of some of these young fellas that don't want to play there anymore. Yeah, maybe. that aren't any big money. <laughs> um. That's it for NRL? I think so. I think so, yeah. All right, let's do a sound bite. We're going we're gonna to try this one. I try to do this often with my mouth and it sounds like a foghorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let, let's try yeah, this one. Not, not that far off. Let's talk some AFL. <laughs> not bad, boys. Uh, this will be a quick segment, uh, but we're talking trades. Yeah, big, big, the big story. The big tr- there was a trade window, heaps of trades. Yeah, it's been a week and a half, I think, since that ended. Mm. Um, but we wanted to focus on, I guess, three of the big ones, the mega deal, as it will, and um, of course, uh, the potential new Saint Kilda coach, because um, mm. that happened very quickly. The coach was out the door, and then they're already looking at their replacement within um, uh, two weeks. So, do you want to start with the mega deal? JHF Jason Horn Francis. Uh, there's been. Rumours pretty much throughout the back end of the, the season that he uh, didn't want to be at yeah. North Melbourne. Wanted to go home. He wanted to go home and he will be going home. Uh, Jason Horn Francis will be a Port Adelaide Power player next year. Yep. Yep. That's a good tongue twister, Port yep. Adelaide Power player. Sh- shows how much he wanted to play with Port Adelaide signing a six-year deal the day yeah. after. So mm. um, they've locked him in there um, for quite a while and they get um, – Rioli as well, I believe, in this deal. Yeah, Willie Rioli, I think he's going to port. Uh, Their engine room is going to be pretty stacked, like if not already with with last year's Brownlow medalist Ollie Wines and Travis Goodbloke. Mm -hmm. You you throw in, you know... uh, Pretty much a generational talent. They had a bit of a bad year this year. They had a down year. They started really well, that, It was just the start. Yeah. You can't I, go I couldn't, re- couldn't recover. As speaking volumes to my fantasy team, you, you, you can't go 0-5, <laughs> 0-6 uh, and, and go on to bother anyone yeah, uh, in, in September, I suppose. It's, it's not really working for the NFL analogy anymore. Fun as footy, but yes. Yeah. Do you want me to try to go through... The well, ins and outs of this mega deal. Essentially, I, a, no, I lot, think, a lot of picks thrown into it. So I think the main thing, 
there's four teams involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big concern is Norths have turned two first round picks, well, first picks into, into a, a second, second and third. Yes. So uh, number two and number three in the in the upcoming draft. So it, it all comes down to hindsight. It's all going to come down to five years time, and you're looking back, and you know, does Jason Horn Francis live up to the hype and the expectation and, and his and his talent and his skill set, or does whoever North picks up with this two and three pick, um, you know, does both of them? lead to more success than, say, JHF yeah. does at Port Adelaide. I think as well, potentially, it either ends up being like a third or fourth or fourth and fifth, depending on the father-sons that go yeah, to Yeah, well, that's well. true. Yeah, father-son. So there's uh, one go Will, to the Will, Ashcroft, Will yeah. Ashcroft will go to the, to the Lions. So yeah. then your second and third becomes the third and a fourth. I, I feel like Norths have probably... Um, Lost out in all of this. Um, it seems it. It yeah, seems it. Seems it. it. You know, you never know though. That, that second and third uh, might end up uh, turning into a, um, you know, two two all timers, all fames, the next Dusty, whatever. Like, yep, yep. it could happen. It's or, all it's all um, speculation, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. It's all speculation. But in the deal on paper, from the day it happened to where it is now, it looks like they've lost out. Is the way I feel. I think Porter probably done the best out of the lot. Um, picking up two good players in here and, and, you know, fuck them picks and get rid of all those picks. But, yeah. In the way that they've lost so far is not so much future speculation anything could happen with these draft picks. It's the look of the club. Yeah, exactly. A 19-year-old mm. has the shits after mm. being there for 12 months. Yep. You know, it speaks volumes to, I think, where that club's at. Former players as how many, well. How many games they win? Two? Three? Three. Three, maybe. Marks, can you... Can you Bring that up. Um, former players as well getting on their social media when the deal was announced and and putting fire emojis and the rest of it. So that speaks to mm. how Jason was perceived amongst the playing group. I there. think they're happy they, they got got stuff in return. Essentially, is like they didn't. But yeah, I suppose. But if mm. if you've played twenty two games of Aussie yeah. Rules footy with someone and you're out there and you're meant to put your body on the true, line true. for someone, and then the day they're at the door, you think that's fire. I think that yeah. speaks a lot to yeah I, I, how how Jason was perceived at the club and and yeah. uh, and you know maybe his thoughts around the club. Yeah, I, I think definitely some of the veterans showing that kind of as well as mm. whatever reason his heart wasn't it. He didn't want to be no. North. Yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty apparent from, yeah. from about halfway through the year, wasn't it? I, I think there's been some chat as well about the whole draft system. Following this is, you know, you get, but you're picking one. Are you really picking one? Are you getting a guy that wants to play for your club kind of thing? I guess that happens also, you know, North do your due diligence. You, you know, they do – you do all the recruiting. You talk to these guys. Um, yes, he might be the most talented guy, but I think if you've got red flags going into that, mm. uh, you maybe look elsewhere. I uh, think – But it's, or is that yeah. more on the – Ruse than on the yes, draft. Yes, I'm saying it's yeah. more on the ruse um, in their how they spend their capital versus well, e- um, picking one. Even at the draft as a whole, I think the homesick factor has to play into things as well. You know, we saw Adam Chera being very unhappy at Fremantle because mm. he wanted to be in Melbourne and, and Carlton go, yeah, no worries, come home, you can true, play, true, true. play for the Blues. I think, you know, teams have to kind of consider that if you're a Melbourne team and you're picking someone from South Australia or Western Australia and vice versa. Um, mm. I think you probably have to consider that with, with your draft picks. The other thing, because I, I, if I think drafts and make a comparison, um, the guys that do get drafted in the AFL are a lot younger. 
You're picking an 18 year old. What so. the fuck do you yeah. know when you're 18? I'm 32. Exactly. I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, that is so young. It's so much pressure yeah. to have on an 18 year old to move yeah. away from home. Yes, it's it's interstate, but but from you know Adelaide's not Melbourne. Melbourne's not Adelaide, and, and yeah. Perth's yeah. not yeah. Melbourne. And, You've only and just just become drinking age, and you're kind of learning all your shit and how to fit <laughs> into society. So. Um, I like how drinking age that benchmark of learning yeah, what, you, what you're doing in life. You've only just been allowed to vote. <laughs> Well, that 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 as well. Two different ages in in America. True. Yes. I well, you, yeah, you could you, know, you can buy a gun at that age. We yeah, can't we don't drink. need to go down. That, we don't need to go down. <laughs> but that I, I think the, the comparison we're trying to make is, you know, in the NFL, you've gone through the college system, you're coming out as a 20, 20, 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you're in your early twenties. So so those few a, years do make a difference. Yes, I suppose to that, and also probably a little bit my. Well, my and the, sorry, to finish my college point as well. You, playing in college you are also playing away from home in that that period too so you're mm. kind of mm. already preparing yourself for a, a pro game um then compared to what theirs is mm. james your point um yeah so to that the whole draft system so it probably speaks a little bit more to my ignorance than anything else but like is a draft system for that afl as does it have as much of an impact as most other sports like when you talk about like these first draft first rounders draft picks like in the nfl and stuff like they're they're players who have immediate impact on the field in the core foundational players is, yeah in the afl do they sort of get lost in the mix it, we're in the way the games played we're or? obviously big fans of american sports so mm, i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna make analogies with with two big draft systems that we see mm. in america mm. i would say your your you know these high-end first round picks in the afl there's only two rounds um mm. It's maybe not like a a high end NFL pick, especially mm. uh, at a at a you know at a at a skill position. You're expected to have immediate impact. If you yeah. pick, if you pick a first round wide receiver, yeah, you know you're ex- yeah, you're expected to have immediate impact. Fed a lot, yeah. Then the NBA, mm. you're depending on the team situation. But if your team is looking okay and you're a first round mm. draft pick, you're it's developmental. It's yeah, developmental. Exactly. Unless you're sort of a top five pick going to, you know, a shit cl- franchise, yeah. you're not really expected to have immediate impact. Mm. I would say the AFL s- splits the middle. Yeah. It splits the middle between, say, the NFL and the NBA, mm. where if you're an 18, 19-year-old kid, the mm. AFL is a sport where we've seen mm. 18, 19-year-olds be pretty good. You know, yeah. a... a um, uh, a Nick Dacos comes to mind. A Sam Walsh yeah. a few years ago comes to mm-hmm. mind. It, it is a sport because of the cardio-intensive uh, kind of yeah. aspect of it. You don't really have to grow into your body yeah. that yeah. much. If, if your skills and your cardio are up to scratch, yeah. you can have a close to an immediate impact. Yeah. It's not uh, quite like the NFL, you know, yes. like a wide receiver. You might be expected to have a 1,000 mm. yards in your first year. But the expectation is... Probably by year two or year three, our yeah. Sam Walsh, yeah. you're you're one of our best players. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah I th- yeah. It, it potentially also the team. So exactly. You know, yeah. oh, if you're picking your top five pick, uh, you probably playing on one of the worst teams in the league. So <laughs> they probably want to get some value out of you and um, potentially return as soon as possible. Um, hence, yeah. you know, JHF. He's played 22 games after being drafted last year. So. Mm. Um, they, he seven, seventeen so, with his injuries. Yeah, seventeen mm. with his injuries. So he, like he's. Um, that, that there is that expectation 
you know, at least you're going to get in there and play, especially the high end, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the, the equivalent of the AFL in the NBA comparison is, you know, you've got those second rounders, which um, are more role guys and they may fit in there and you hope maybe get yeah. a surprise packet. Mm. But generally, they're, they're, your first is where you're spending all, you're trying to get a dude that's going to yep. be a core piece going forward. And there's um, literally no expectation on those second rounders in the NBA. Some of them... Mm. And same yeah. for the AFL. Play yeah. a year and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. same thing with the, with yeah, the AFL. Because I know the comparison for me is that if I tell off the Berry bro- brothers, like Jared went late first and his brother TJ went in the second. And the expectation was higher for him and McLulligage coming in yeah. um, in there as the first rounders that year. Is, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to, we're a crap club at the time. You're going to come in and be a core part of our core foundation of youth to change and move this team around. Whereas two years later, Three years later, I think when TJ came through, it was just like you're more a role player. Come in and see what you can do for us. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a different different expectation there um, on the guys coming in. Let's talk uh, the the Brody Grundy mm-hmm. move. So Luke Jackson uh, is going west. That that was pretty well expected. Uh, a lot of people thought that Luke Jackson would go back uh, back to Perth. Um, I didn't see Brody Grundy. Uh, coming to Melbourne by, Embarrassment any, by any means. We've got the best ruck in the, in the game. Let's go get the second one. <laughs> Arg- arguably, Sean Darcy might have something to say about it. But health-wise and career, like going back. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, Grundy, Grundy and Gorn have been the, the in that conversation. 1A and 1B. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for a long time. So the tandem is going to be crazy now. I don't know how it works. but I, Well, one of them is going to have to spend a lot of time forward. Yeah. that's What's the age difference in them as well? I assume Gorn is... Older, yeah, but not but not, but not, but not much. much. Yeah. That beard is deceiving. I know. So, so I, I can't think of like a, it's a transition thing that they think Gorn's going to retire in a couple of years and Grundy's going to take over. I don't know if Max Gorn's thirty. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think that's he's thirty. Yeah. He's thirty. Okay. Yeah, thirty. Thirty December nineteen. And Grundy's twenty eight. I think Grundy's so, twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's not a transition thing there. So it's, no. to me, it's embarrassment riches. So I don't know how they're going to get both on the on the field at the same time. And salary cap wise, like, do they have with to, everyone else? <laughs> do they have to? Take Are they paying them in sombreros? Like, the D, the D, blue and red, dude, blue and red. I can see, I can see the uh, the similarities. Yeah, it's going to be weird how they use them. You think Grundy has to spend a bit of time forward as well? The thing with Melbourne is oh, yeah. don't have a big name key forward mm-hmm. either. Like Bailey Fritch is, I think, top there goal but scoring. Is Grundy the, the last few years? Is it Grundy though? You know, like a forward like that. Like he, he, I think he's booted twenty or thirty goals. Like they, they might be able to use him as as a reasonable key mm. forward. I, I think they split time in the ruck and then both of them go forward. But for is a that bit. a waste though? Like, do you really? I don't know. It's, is, it's is weird. Grundy's you, that dude? <laughs> like, you, we've never. Well, it's unprecedented. We've never seen a team that has you know two of the best three or five rucks in in the game yeah. being on the same team. How it works from a salary cap point of view, I've got no yeah, fucking idea. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to speculate. <laughs> I don't want to speculate. Um, yeah. It's. I think it's a good get for Melbourne. Maybe if they can use him right, but it's definitely a head scratcher. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. some yeah. riches. That's all right, I think. It. What do you got down there, Marks? Any anything uh, of note? No, not. I think really. Brody. Brody as well. He's kind of saw himself as a lifelong pie. I think he. Uh, made a pretty sentimental post on his on his Instagram saying, you know, he, that's the way he wanted his career to play out. Yeah, I um, think that uh, was it the Dugowie deal. I think was the writing on the wall. They had to, they could, they there. So there's a salary crap problem. Like they couldn't mm. pay um, all their guys. So they, were, I think they were more keen on Grundy, but then they saw 
Um, well, if we keep to goey, we can get that. And then there, there looks like there's a potential out for us there. Of, um, Grundy, who had missed most of the year anyway, mm. uh, to go to the D's there. So, um, yeah, they've, they've made that's the choice they've gone. That's the direction they've taken the club. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it happening. I didn't see this happening either. Tom Mitchell mm-hmm. will be a pie. And then we talk about salary cap. Maybe that's a, a like for like kind of money. Yep. Uh, is is Brody Grundy for Tom Mitchell? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Joins his third AFL club after obviously being pretty good as a Sydney Swan. Uh, Hawthorne lose their best player. They also lost Jager O'Meara. We're not going to talk so much about that deal, but uh, I think Hawthorne's going to be on the back foot this year. And you throw Tom Mitchell into a team that was one point off playing a grand final yeah. this year. I think the pie is going to be pretty fucking good this Ooh, year. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Did not see this happening. Did not see this happening. Uh, no, it's a, it's a great get for them. Which great. M- maybe again. It makes sense. Well, Pendlebury's maybe in his last year. Yeah. You know, m- maybe this is going to be a little bit of a, a mm. passing of the torch. Mm. Uh, s- steel side bottom's pretty old as well. Mm. Uh, so so maybe that's that's the thinking. Uh, it's a great get for, for, for Collingwood fans. Yeah. And it could go back to a reason why they were happy to move Grundy on because mm. they, they move in the chess pieces. They knew what they had uh, cap-wise and to get it in there and – uh, to keep this team uh, up there to try and push for a potential flag after the great run they had in the mid to end of the season, uh, mm. it's a it's a good deal. Mm. And uh, a bit of coaching news. Yeah, St Kilda making making moves. Ross Lyon going back to the club that sacked him. Yes, it sounds like there's been lots of footage of him in and around the club. Nothing official on paper. Yeah, that but is true. So sorry, it's. Expected that Ross Lyon will yeah. be announced as the new security yeah, yeah. coach. All, all but confirmed. It sounds probably they're trying to work out the I's and T's how to dot them and cross them on the contract to mm, finish mm. off um, to make that official. Because, yeah, I think that in the coming days um, it will be made. Uh, but Because it's a return for him. Um, did take them to grand finals. Mm-hmm. Didn't win one, unfortunately, but, yeah. but did get them there. Yeah. So uh, Ross Lyon's too good a coach to not be – Coaching an AFL team, I feel like. Yes. So, so it's going to be interesting to see um, how that plays out. I'm sure the boys will get around Ross mm-hmm. Lyon as well. You know, the, the St Kilda legend in getting to him, uh, getting that team to a couple of grand finals. Um, again, we, we are sort of counting our chickens before they hatch, but it seems imminent that it will be announced. Anything, Jimmy? Has it been announced? Any breaking news? No, no breaking news just yet. Um, it seems like it's very close to a done deal. Yeah, yeah, very, very close. Yeah, probably length, money, and all that other stuff. Yeah, how many Mercedes I'm getting? Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how close is my car park to the building? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. In summation, uh, one of the craziest trade deals or trade periods, Period, I should yeah. say, uh, that we've seen. Does the AFL have a traditional free agency? Like they have guys that? Yeah, it, it's sort of in the last four to five years, it's become more prominent. The AFL, out of any kind of big sports code down under, mm. teams uh, or players tended to be quite loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, obviously, you know, the, the 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 chess piece is moving and the business of sport, you know, it comes into it a little bit more. Mm. They don't move quite as much as NRL players seem to, but there, there might be a future, whether it be in three years or five years or ten years, that we see down the, down the line where – where players move as freely in the AFL as they do, say, in, in uh, the National Rugby League. Yeah, true. Well, if anything, the league might go the other way and um, 
because uh, they, you know they're back to talking about transfer windows and how we work it out. So it isn't the, the shit show where you know week three you're like, oh, I'll sign somewhere else. For I hate year. I hate that in rugby league. <laughs> if you if you've got to play twenty or fifteen or ten games of maybe the most violent sport known to man. Uh, <laughs> with a bloke that's not going to be there next year, I think that plays into you, into oh, your psyche, and it has to play into the players' psyche. We saw it with Happy Coruscant, and you know, oh, yep, great, I've I've won won a ring, and now I'm going to the West Tigers. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that, I I hate that in the NRL. I, I'm all for players moving, but when it's sort of announced, yeah, like you say, in week three or week four of the of that season, yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of it. So um, yeah, I'd hate to go. Go like that. I don't mind it all happening, you know, in within a few days. You know, this being this crazy sort of trade period, and then it gives us something to talk about after after yeah. the season finishes. Yeah, well, and it was a lackluster grand final. Let's be honest for for the for neutral, both codes, for the yeah. neutral viewer. Yes, in in both codes, then it gives you that sort of trade window, like say an APL, like say an NBA. Well, where, all where you all see major it all sports happening. have mm. some sort of you know that's how they keep the sport going. Like yeah. in the off season, yeah, the off season, exactly. Yeah. That's how you work out. Like how do you keep interest in sport when uh, when it ends uh, you said you then start talking about next year and adding new talent and uh, the, the like that's so. how, how you get a few nuffies you know sitting in a basement talking about it mm-hmm. uh, and and you know I, I don't hate it i'd much prefer it all happen within two weeks after the season's mm. finished than then yeah the announcements exactly. to happen all through the year like we see in the rugby league yep mm-hmm. all right boys sound about time oh geez again yep <laughs> That's Lamar Jackson's right <laughs> ankle. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's all right. Uh, we'll I'm going to let you boys one. run through the Saints and Cardinals game mm-hmm. review, kind of. No, no, well, we're and, talking uh, stories. Well, we'll and then, I guess we'll mention the game. And then, and then uh, we're going to go through um, tonight's games, tomorrow morning's games for our time yeah. um, in a sec. But yeah. I need to go to the little boys' room. Yeah, go, go, go. So oh, I, I get the big stories, uh, if we talk about Cardinals to start with, mm. um, they were hit with the Brown... Potential season-ending injury, which I think on second opinion, they think month. Uh, so we'll have to see what that looks like. Because of yep. that, they then traded for Robbie Anderson um, from the Panthers. <laughs> and then also they got uh, New Hopkins back, uh, who then got 14 targets, I believe, in this game um, for 10 mm. receptions. So uh, the question for them is, does this help Kyler or um, is uh, Kingsbury um, still at risk there? And we saw a bit of... Uh, Kyler gets stuck into a bit of a cliff. On the sideline. Yeah, um, you know, having some words, a bit of fire there, and Hop coming across to say, "Settle down, young man. Like uh, we're still going." <laughs> I just don't know with this Cards team because they won this game. I think they're three and four though. Um, yep, three and four. Uh, where they're kind of fitting. There's some chat about does Cliff need to give up his play calling? Um, is he the right one to be calling the plays here? And I think that was kind of what Kyler Murray was getting stuck into him about it, like, you know, call the right players for the situations mm. and stuff, etc. Um, You know, the D helped him out in this to get this win in this game. But what's your thoughts on the cards? Where do you, where do you see them going? Where do you think this team can go to considering uh, last year they were meant to be, you know, some one of the favourites for Super Bowl with all the, the pieces and they've kind of fallen apart since then. That's it. Um, I don't know. They seem to be a bit of an enigma. Like, mm. on paper, they s- Seem like they're supposed. They should be a really good team. They should be, like, just yeah, um, really great. Like I know at the running back position, they've probably got a few injuries 
lingering around at the moment. That probably means that they can't. Yep. They probably can't play the game that they want to play. Mm. Um, so Benjamin was good for him, and I forgot the yep. other running back. He stole some touchdowns as well um, in, uh, in this one. Um, I think it, probably a lot of it relies on Murray. Um, we joke about yeah. uh, uh, the Call of Duty, and you know it's good he played on <laughs> Thursday night because Call of Duty came out that evening, so he could go home and spend all weekend playing One yep. Warfare Two, as is an ad on the TV for it right now. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's. I think some of it relies on him in the execution, but maybe some of the play calling as well. Um, we'll talk about Denver's issue. It's kind of very similar um, with the quarterback and. Uh, play calling head coach maybe being mm. what's letting the team down a little bit at the moment. Um, I just uh, I, I think they're taking a step back. I just don't think they're the team they no. were um, a year ago, and there's other teams have gotten better. Um, unfortunately for them, yeah, that's it. They, they've kind of fallen into the middle of it's, the pack. It is weird. Yeah, that's it. They're sort of like they've had this I potential. They had a high ceiling, yeah. and they never really eventuated. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about when when we get to the Panthers, but like Matt mm. Rule got. Fired, is that writing the wall for Cliff coming from, again, that college system? Yeah, I don't think his like, job's at risk. I think maybe he's, he might hand off the play calling depending on what happens because um, mm-hmm. I think that's where the big concern is at the moment, that maybe his system on the way to calling isn't working, so they'll, maybe they'll give someone else a go, but um, yeah, there's probably not a lot, a lot of – you know, they don't just have a, a ready-made play call, call, call just sitting there on mm-hmm. the sideline ready to jump in, so – yeah, yeah, not not well, a, not, a, not a little great outlook, I think, there for the cards. Um, did you, of course, get the win in this game? Saints yeah. on the other side, not a lot of big stories coming out. Saints land at the moment; they're a little bit banged up with um, uh, Thomas out again. Uh, Winston was an emergency yeah. in this one. Winston should be good to go for next week. Yeah. I think Dalton did throw three picks think in so. this. Side. I two, think he pr- two pick sixes, as two well. pick six as well, and in under uh, a minute, unfortunately mm. for him, which was a bit bit of a big difference in this game because they were ahead um, mm. up to that point. Um, Taysom Hill, kind of a bit of a thing. Um, they show some stats that if he touches a ball in a drive, they score more points than they don't. <laughs> than if he doesn't, so paying him a lot of money as well. Mm-hmm. Sure, you'd that's think because that. he plays like five different yeah. positions. Yeah, yeah he, he ran the ball in this. He caught caught a reception and he did throw the ball as well um, and scored a touchdown. So, you know, jack of all trades. But yeah, not a lot of news yep. coming out of Saints lands um, these days. Uh, Falcons and Bengals. Let's talk about the. Falcons, the disappearance of Kyle Pitts and um, the destruction of several people's fantasy teams. Drake um, London, you can throw into that mix as well. I, I think of of the receiving options, he's been the best. Um, yeah, but the last few weeks, quiet compared to how yeah. he was early on. I think Having though, said that, they're winning games. They're winning games, and it's mm. potentially a QB issue because I think they're only trying like 15 to 20 passes a game as well. So they, the, they, the Chicago Bears now have more pass attempts than the Atlanta Falcons. There you go. So I think that might be a product of actually the offensive system that's the issue more than – and Kyle Pitts, you know, losing his talent. So it's just, it's no, just the way he hasn't lost his talent. I think it's just the way he's being just used. Utilized, yeah. Do I see yeah. him getting traded? No, I don't think so. No, I, I don't, don't think, think so they'll either. throw the tail in there. I think it's just going to be um, frustrating for fantasy owners uh, moving yeah. forward. Yeah, mm. yeah. But they're still winning games. They're playing good enough defense. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't so, think there's much more they could do there. It's, it is yeah. what it is for this year. Yep. See what they do with Mariota and whether they. Um, potentially try to get their hat into the ring for um, Young or Shroud uh, in the draft. That's it. Do you think they give a fuck either, considering they're joint leaders in the NFC South? Probably not. 
No. Uh, oh, yeah. Do what's winning games for at the moment. Mm. That's it. So they've completed 84 um, of 137 attempts mm. in passing. Mm. Um, their opponent stats are 167 off 242. So double. Double. I think they're the, the, they are confirmed the most run-heavy team in mm. the NFL. And going very heavy committee as well. They mm. don't really have um, a standout there. Um, with Patterson kind of coming back and forward with injuries. Yep. Uh, no, Bengals, right. on the other hand, we talk about them. Uh, I think their big issue at the moment is they've been struggling to protect Burrow. And that's, they've got all the weapons there. Um, they're a 500 team. Uh, where do we think they could go to? I think the big thing for them is the North is very open. I think it is open. I think them and the Ravens will play playoff football. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just think, I think it's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I think, Talent-wise, they'll be fine. They do need to protect Joe Money. Um, That's the big one. Obviously, brought in Leo Collins and and spent big on mm-hmm. the offensive line side of things, uh, and it hasn't really come to fruition. I think just defensively, yet. they haven't been as good as they were last year. They, no, they they their defense defense was sneaky good last year. Like they mm-hmm. a lot of guys, a lot of no name guys, um, a lot of guys that you kind of really uh, weren't well known around the league, but they they did enough to keep them games and Burrow did enough to throw, put on big points and they just haven't recaptured that that mojo yet. Um, but, you know, mm. still early in the season, they've got a long way to go to get to that point. But I think, I, they I think win, that's a concern. I think they win pretty handily tomorrow. Yeah, I think they should get past the Falcons. So on the Bengals, they are tied third, I guess second most in sacks. That's the last. Yeah, yeah, 22. Who's one? Uh, one um, on twenty three is the Commanders oh, and yeah. the Bears. Yeah, um, went spin eight in a few. Yeah, and then yeah, you got Angels injured. and Rams. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, yeah. yeah, Lions Cowboys. Uh, we start with the Cowboys. Return of Dak. Mm. Um, some concern about. Cooper Rush being undefeated as a starter, but uh, the Eagles, <laughs> I think, did a job on that, and um, I think Dale Sands are. Happy to see Dak. He will play, I believe, in this one. Yeah, he's um, the most talented quarterback they have. Yeah, I, I so, think so. So shout out to Cooper Rush. Did a great job um, being the caretaker of that team. But, but I think they're, Dak's they're, back, baby. Yeah, I think their defense more than anything is what was keeping them involved. In the defense has been great. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah. that was probably the, the big one there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think the... the um, the accusations there, that's probably the next big story. Um, I've completely lost internet here for a second. Internet done? Yeah, done those. Completely died on me. Do you want to pause it? I can't really pause it. It just, like, it was going good and then it's just, it's died, died. Hold on. Here. Nope. Dun, 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 dun. If you can hear us, we'll be back shortly. It says it's capturing the net. Trying to send stuff. Get it back up. <laughs> That's back up there. It's still dropping frames. If I get this. I'm just testing upload. Sorry for the brief the brief drop. It's very, very slow at the moment. I can see that we are still live. Is it still playing? Looks like it's still playing. Do you want to press pause and we'll come back? No, I think it's. it might have settled. Still, <laughs> it's, the numbers are there. It's <laughs> not dropping frames anymore. Anyway, James, the internet for you. 
Um, did have a power outage this morning, so yeah, um, I think we've got to sort that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Actu probably for mm. that one. Um, yeah, it's coming back. You connecting, know? It, connecting. It, it's like it drop dropped. Um, All right, we're fucking back, baby. Mm. Uh, Cowboys <laughs> get the job done at home against the Lions. Lions are one and four. We spoke mm. a couple of weeks ago. They were the highest scoring team in the NFL. I think the Bills and Chiefs have overtaken that. Uh, they need to be able to stop. Other teams from scoring. This Dallas team at home, uh, I don't think they'll be able to do that. I think Dallas wins. Yeah. I think Lions, um, though they're one and four, have looked better offensively. Mm. I think their difference, like you were saying, uh, big issue. Uh, I don't think they're the worst team in football. Oh, God, uh, no. Uh, though their record reflects that. I think they're equal, equal. last. Yeah. Um, with a few teams. With a few four. teams. Uh, but... Uh, I think I might say it's the Jerry Jones story because he, he did get the accusation um, a day after Snyder's threat, but we'll cover Snyder's threat when we get to mm, the Commanders mm, in a minute. Mm, but, yeah, yeah, I think Cowboys will be too good for Lions. Um, Colts, Titans. Oh, um, just just quickly, um, mm-hmm. Lions fans, fantasy owners, DeAndre Swift. You, should be good to go. You own him in, in our fantasy league. Should yeah. be back. Should be back after the bye week. That was all the chat. Mm-hmm. Questionable. They had a limited practice all week, but – um, should be okay. Uh, don't know how many touches you'll get, though. You might get a... a Maybe a 50-50 split with Jamal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you might take him a little bit easier, but, you know, you know. know. Um, that week he was... They, like, gave him 20% snaps. He still scored, like, 17 fantasy points because yes. he got the reception and scored a touchdown. Like, he's a talent. There's all the risk with Swift. Um, you're hoping he... Gets injured early in the year and then is good for the, the back end of the season, um, which has happened. Hopefully he'll be right for going forward. Um, Colts, Titans. Uh, Colts, is Matty Ice starting to warm up at the Colts? He, mm. uh, I think, was the top fantasy scorer last week. Yeah, um, I believe so, yeah. Um, uh, there. Uh, been a bit underwhelming uh, to start the season. Uh, but maybe that's because, you know, missing Jonathan Taylor a little bit. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think the Colts are good enough. Um, I'll, I'll go a step further. He hasn't been underwhelming. I think he's been bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find. I'll <laughs> keep talking. I'll find some uh, Matt Ryan stats for you. But they go up against the Titans, though. Someone that maybe been a bit under is Derek Henry. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, him. He's, he's got been quiet. 400 yards through six games, which I think is probably under to him. He's average being about a hundred. Um, but it, is that? A Henry problem, or is that more a reflection of where the Titans are at the moment? I've got him in the other league that I play in, and yes, has been unders. It's a it's a lofty bar. It's a high bar hey. that he sets for himself, yeah. and it's been going in the right direction. Mm. The, if you look at his game log, it's uh, mostly the first few games of the year where uh, he just wasn't getting yards and, and scoring touchdowns. Coming back from as well. Exactly, so. but he's still getting the volume. Yeah, he's getting the ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it potentially could be an issue with um, their receiving call. They, um, they yeah, lost well, Burks. Mm-hmm. He's on injured reserve. Like if, mm. if they've got no one to throw to, then they, yeah, you're putting 10 men in the box and one deep and <laughs> mm. that, that's it. You're trying to stop mm. Henry. That's where it is. Mm. Um, and I don't think Tannehill's had a great year to start so far either. So uh, both these teams, middle of the pack. Statistically, Matt Ryan hasn't been too bad. Yeah, I was trying to get that up on, <laughs> on my uh, on my phone. What have you What have you got for us? Completion percentage is sixty seven. Mm. Um, Touchdowns, intercepts. Touchdown, intercepts. Uh, so he's got where are we? So yards is second on the list for yards. Yeah, yeah, seventeen hundred. Yeah. 
eight touchdowns, uh, which is probably what's killing him, seven interceptions. So that ratio, probably not the That's best. Not but correct. also not that, you know, still more TDs than, than picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we think tomorrow? Hard. It's The NFL has been that hard to pick this year. Regardless. I think I went Colts and this. Maybe. I think the Titans get done and Derrick Henry gets 58 fantasy points, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I picked up Matty Ice because I know it. the Titans have oh, the worst uh, secondary in the NFL. At the uh-huh. Well, they've given up the most um, pass yards so far through the year. Interesting, interesting. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe high scoring. Who knows? Um, Packers, Commanders? Commanders. Let's start with Commanders and the, what's the bit of a shit show over there. Mm, Dan uh, Snyder. Dan Snyder. Snyder's threats, as you will. Not Snyder's cut, but Snyder's threats. Hmm. Um, it came out during the week uh, that he's um, had private investigators going around and digging up dirt on f- other owners. He's a little snitch. Yeah, and it's not it's not all the owners, but if it, I guess if you got you know six different owners, you you get you start to get the risk there. The, the mm. whole point is, don't try to make me force me to sell this team, mm. uh, which I think it wasn't. Oh, who the fuck said that? It wasn't Jerry Jones? It was fuck. I can't remember. One of the other owners came out and said, "Oh no, it was um, Colts owner um, Jim." Uh, Ursa. Ursa, yes. Um, he came out and said. Yeah, I think there's enough evidence there that, that um, Washington potentially should be sold. Uh, so then the next day, Snyder made these threats. The following day, Jerry Jones gets an accusation of um, uh, sexual assault, I believe, uh, on him. So Heavy. Yeah, whether that was, um, you know, first shot fired, uh, some of the rumours there. But, yeah, the, the billionaire owners um, getting stuck into each other and Snyder, mm. of course, won't. He doesn't want to sell that team at all. That's nah. that's uh, he loves that. He loves owning that club. He, he he loves his money maker, and yeah, he sounds like he's got plenty plenty of extra ammunition. So we'll have to see what happens because um, they did have the owners meeting um, during the week. Um, I think Jones. I can't remember. Someone wanted to pay Goodell more, and then um, he's. You know, Snyder's also got dirt on Goodell, supposedly. Apparently. 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 So, there, yeah. It's I mean, a lot of rich old dudes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Have you um, haven't been to Harvey Weinstein Island? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Allegedly. 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 That's, that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, Epstein's Island, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know if Harvey Weinstein had an island. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, either way, that's... Yeah, it's not great. And then the on-field product, not so great either. No. Uh, Wentz is out with the in- injury. Heineken is back. Heineken. Yes, Heineken. You know. Yeah. The, the, the beer joke. joke. The beer joke, so um, What does this mean for the commanders? Uh, great question. Wentz has kind of been a bit unders there. Maybe uh, Terry McLa- McLaurin owners will be happy because they had a bit of a good connection there. Mm. Um, but I just don't think the team's very good. Uh, Robinson coming back after getting shot potentially could end up winning comeback player of the year if he keeps that role. Stole the starting job already from Gibson. What about him coming out of 50 cent? Oh, that's beautiful. Many men. <laughs> yeah. yeah, many men wish death upon me. Mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, good. Yeah. yeah. So Much cooler than me singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, they're, they're, yeah, the commanders are a bad football team at the moment. Pack on the other hand. Pa- Packers have been bad off late. Yeah. Then three and three. You know, no huge stories coming out of Packland. I think the biggest issue is of the bit banged up at the wide receiver position. And, the, and sh- traded their fucking 
you know, best receiver that they'll ever have in their <laughs> yeah. franchise, franchise yeah. history away. Yeah. Uh, to the Raiders, uh, some chat they might be looking at uh, Chase Claypool in a potential really? tra- trade there. Mm. Uh, DJ Moore still trying to get his trade happening. So the, Everyone trying to evacuate the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so they're, they're in the hunt, I think, for some wide receiver help with – uh, Randall Cobb, I think it ended up being a season-ending injury. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's long. Uh, the rookie Watson um, injured at the moment with the hamstring. Um, Romeo Dobbs, get on him. Yeah, well, Tonyan, uh, I think, had, was the benefit of it last week, uh, getting bulk targets. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, maybe a little bit of change in the guard there for Aaron Rodgers and, you know, it hasn't really helped them, mm. um, you know, try to get back to the NF- NFC Championship game again. You worried about Rogers moving forward? <laughs> no, no? Uh, he's he's still Rogers. He's still mm. doing Rogers things. Mm. Um, Hasn't turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, he's putting the ball They're where not- it needs to be. I, I think there's problems elsewhere on the team at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think they haven't really gotten Jones involved in the game enough. Yep, I'd agree um, with that. And maybe the run game as a whole. Uh, so, which is weird because as a mm. tandem running back duo, mm. Yin and Yang, maybe the best. Running back duo yeah. in the NFL They're designed for it. So yeah. yeah, it's as a Packers fan, it's concerning when you. It's not that they just lost to the Jets, that to the Jets, they lost convincingly to the Jets. We'll get to the Jets though. They, I think they've they've been playing overs. Yeah, that whole that whole division's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I think they get the job done tomorrow. Pa- Packers should hopefully, write, Packers hopefully should steady the, the steady yeah. the ship. Uh, commanders in disarray, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Speaking of disarray, uh, mm. the, the next Carolina game. Panthers. Let's talk Great about the segue. Panthers. Great segue. <laughs> yeah. Fired the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Robert Anderson was getting stuck in with the coaching staff on the sideline, got mm-hmm. traded to the mm-hmm. cards, as mentioned. CMC got traded to the 49ers during the week for a bucket load of mid-round uh, picks. Um, Two, three, four, five, I believe. Yes. Um, Thoughts d- on that? Uh, I think it's good value for CMC, who's – Missed like thirty games in the yeah, <laughs> last he, three years. Yeah, he's so. lost. Like, he's missed like sixty to seventy percent of of the games. Yeah. Yes, and you know, running back position, getting older, etc. Spoke about Todd Gurley um, at the top of the show. Uh, yeah. DJ Moore, of course, also rumored. Um, they're saying they won't trade oh. him as a foundational piece, um, but then uh, I think you know the right deal needs to come along. Burns and Horn also been in conversations mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, potential mm-hmm. trades on the defensive front. Imagine they lose them. Yeah, I think it's at the moment with Mayfield, Baker hurt, um, Sam Donald's back from IR. I think Walker's actually going to start it's for them be in this PJ game. Uh, I believe they're in full tank mode. Get all the picks. Get first the first pick. They 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 want to be in that young. Shroud conversation. I mm, swear, mm. um, I think they are. I think the Panthers will be the worst team in football going wow. forward. Old prediction, but the way they're going, mm-hmm. imploding. Yeah. Well, I think it's full rebuild yeah, now, it's, isn't it? It's yeah. fire sale. That's yeah. essentially what it is. Yeah, everything must go. Yeah. And yeah, again, collect as many picks as you can get. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, rebuild. Yeah. So I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't love their chances um, going forward at all. And yeah, I think they'll be watching Alabama and Ohio state games <laughs> with interest. <laughs> I'd, I'd say so. I'd say so. The bucks haven't been that impressive. Yeah. I, I think, and that was probably the big news for them during the week was, uh, you know, Tom Brady yelling at the O-line, those scenes, mm. you know, I didn't throw away my family for this shit. Um, was, was the joke for me. The meme. That, <laughs> the that, meme. That, that's no, not I, even verbatim. Not official <laughs> quote. The official quote, though, was there's no retirement in my future, uh, which, you know, maybe potentially throwing out some shots there as well mm. um, in his press conference. 
Jimmy, you're the Tampa Bay man. What's happening in Tampa land um, I don't down know. there in Florida? Yeah, it's probably just a culmination of frustrations. Um, Which I think was our concern with the whole potential divorce thing going in the background. Yeah. How it, long until it affects on-field product and yeah. maybe you're seeing some of that frustration a little bit. That's it, potentially. I mean, I'm not, I guess... Being an FC South, probably not too concerned. Yeah, that's the other thing. So <laughs> yeah. we're just talking you, about the shittest team. The <laughs> probably being the shittest team in the NFL. Saints have been a bit underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the Falcons have been it. impressive, but they should still win that division. They yeah. should um, comfortably. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady probably does demand that respect. Like you can probably like him um, <laughs> chewing out his, his O line. Like I mean, yeah, you could probably yeah you cop that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, definitely I, like to see him playing a little bit better. I don't don't really know what's not really clicking at the moment. Yeah, for them, right their run game's been up and down. And Fortnite was been better in recent weeks. The receiving yeah. calls still good. They're getting. They seem healthy there. That's maybe it. they can't get protection. Maybe the defense just hasn't been to you know Super Bowl level par I mean, that it had been. Yeah, I always rag on the defense a little bit. Their secondary has always been a little bit leaky. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, a big touch up of the Carolina Panthers tomorrow again. Yeah. Right, the ship does does them uh, no harm. They go to four and three, and I think they win yeah. the NFC South. Yeah, yeah. agree, agree. Yeah, that's it. Giants, Jags. Yeah. Few teams that have played a bit over, especially yeah. the New York Giants. Giants. I, th- I think the stat is they've won more games uh, this year than they have in the past three, which is um, crazy to think. Yeah, that is. Um, so five and one Giants. We're talking about yes, five and one Giants. You've seen the state of New York teams as well, if you include. They technically play out of jerseys, but Bills, Jets, Giants. Yep. Going mm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, the head coach in this, how do you say his last name? De, De Bold, the Giants head coach is there. It's, there. it's in the notes. How do you say it? Oh. Uh, Brian Dabol. Yeah, Dabol. Brian Dabol. So he's he's the... Dabinon? Yeah, he he's the, <laughs> um, you know, the coach in that whole Belichick gate where he told the other Brian from mm. Miami that he'd won the job when he hadn't actually uh, before he'd even interviewed. Oh, that dude. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So so this is the guy that actually, the actual Brian that won the role. Um, potentially in conversation for Coach of the Year. Um, I think he's got to thank Saquon's cars um, <laughs> to be in that conversation. Cars or quads? Uh, both. Because um, he's <laughs> carrying that team um, at the moment, getting like 30 touches a game, um, uh, you know, with his running and receiving because mm. – They've got a no-name receiving call. They've um, they've got you know they took Tony and um, Golladay's on you know Tony's pick and Golladay's on big money. Neither mm. of them have scored a touchdown this year. Less than their left tackle. Yep, less than their left tackle. That is the stat. So, um, but Daniel Jones, I guess, is doing the job, not turning the ball over and um, you know not fumbling those handoffs to Saquon, and <laughs> that's that's the winning <laughs> formula for them. Well, yeah, healthy Saquon. Definitely good. Isn't it? Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah. It? Huge difference. It's so good to see as well because that guy is so talented. You hate to see over the last couple of years after that ACL and the slow recovery and the rest yeah. of it. It's yeah. nice to see someone with the talent that he has exactly. performing the way he should. Do I do I think they're the 5-1 team they are or are they pretenders? I don't know. I just don't know that squad's good enough. But, hey, they're, they're well coached. Let's put it that way. They're, they In these football games, they're winning football games. You can't write them off. Um, Jags, on the other hand, uh, also kind of in that rebuild, moving up, have done well in their picks. Lawrence, mm. I guess, kind of starting to look like an NFL mm. quarterback. Mm. 
Um, I think Etienne's kind of taken over that running back room again, so they're going back and forth between him and Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their defense, maybe not not you know, sneaky good, sneaky good, and not quite to that level where they were a couple of years ago, uh, but they're definitely picking up. So this is probably going to be a good game of football with mm. a, um, uh, maybe in Jacksonville, maybe slight edge to the Jags, but either way, that's, I think it's a good game of football. Browns and mm. Ravens. Uh, Ravens add Deshaun Jackson. Yep. To their uh, practice squad. Uh, he, I, he'll get a spot, you think? He could potentially come up because I think, uh, was it Bateman? One of the one of the wide receivers dealing with an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar, though, having an MVP level season. Um, if it wasn't for a guy called Josh Allen, probably the favourite. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I think their biggest issue is probably defence. They've given up three really big leads, 20-point leads. Yeah, three times, um, which three. is strange to be saying that about Baltimore, synonymous mm. with good defence. And secondary, yep. their secondary has been pus. Yep. So mm. I think that's the question. Can they be a playoff team with that kind of defence? Yeah, a playoff team, yes. yes. Can they go deep? No. The way they've been playing, yeah. no. I think the same thing. Lamar will get them there. Um, how far they'll go, yeah, big question marks. I just don't think think that they can um, uh, do too much there. And then on the Brown side, not not a lot coming out of uh, Cleveland uh, news-wise. Uh, Watson caught another case in the last two weeks. Um, won't, won't affect his suspension, supposedly. Uh, so we're still expecting him back week 11? Yes, and I believe weeks, this week he was allowed back at training after six weeks. So, um, But, yeah, otherwise they're just trucking along as a so-so middle-tier team. Just keep handing it off to Nick Chubb, I think, is the game plan. How good's he been? Yeah, he's been good. I think he's been topping the charts um, yep. for running backs. So. Yep. Um, and, yeah, probably have to keep doing that until Watson comes back. But I think the Ravens should be too good for them and then get the win here. As the North's tight on paper, as it stands, I still think the Ravens and Bengals are good and I still think the Browns and Steelers yeah. aren't great. One of them will get the wild card, I think, in, in, that, in that conference. Agreed. Let's go to the later window and Ooh, your yeah. Denver Broncos take on the New York Jets. You've got the question there, Sean. What is wrong with Denver? Yeah, Riddle me this. It's, it's a great question. Uh, today, officially, Wilson will be out for this game. So, Brett Rippon will come in. Mm. His last game, of course, against the New York Jets. Mm. Um, was that last year, I think? It must have been last year. Um, did win that game. So, we'll have to see what that looks like. But that's the question, what's wrong with them? They've got the number one scoring D, only given up six touchdowns, but they have the worst offense in football given mm. up. Mm. Only scored five. Um, they've, and I think we were joking about ACLs before, they've almost had as many ACLs in the team. Um, as touchdowns. As touchdowns. They have half as many touchdowns yeah. as Russ has bathrooms. Yes, yes. Uh, so <laughs> as, I, as per memes. Yeah. So I, I think there's probably two things that's wrong with Denver. Um, they've got the the most amount of payroll on injury reserve at the moment, so that doesn't help you, one. Mm. Uh, rookie head coach, I think, is a big thing. And also kind of a rookie mm. play caller, too, because yeah. you know, he didn't call plays in the Packers. And I think the last time he called plays was back at Buffalo and talked to some Bills fans. Um, they say, yeah, this is what we saw, <laughs> kind of terrible play calling. So uh, I don't think it's all on Wilson. Uh, I, think, I think that whole... Uncertainty and confusion breeds more uncertainty and confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the head coach, um, you know, as the leader, I guess, in, in that in the play calling there uh, is maybe not giving the level of confidence um, to Wilson and then that's breeding the offense. So they're just, they're just stuck in the mud. I think that's a big concern. So whether, whether that changes with ripping in there and how they call the game, I think the – they're, they're, there's chat about you know offensive stuff. They haven't gone home in two weeks. They're living in this in mm. the building kind of thing, mm. trying to right this ship. 
you know, they had 11 weeks between Thursday night football and um, playing against the Chargers and nothing changed. So, yeah, they're the most penalised team. Yeah, yep. Which it all, it all screams. Discipline, leadership, coaching, that it's all in the rookie head coach. So, and potentially, you know, you'll get a good rookie head coach. Um, potentially you end up where we are now, where we've had, you know, Vance Joseph and Fangio to go back mm. uh, through the list. Mm. Um, you know, you miss out. You miss out and you might get a Sean McVay, you might end up with where we're at now. Not to write a hack it mm. off completely. Though new ownership, yeah. they want to win games. Yeah. Um, it, it has been a shit show. Let me put it this way. The way is an excellent defense. If Denver had a middle-of-the-tier offense... Mm. Um, which, could, which you'd think you'd get out yeah. of having Russell Wilson and yeah. paying him $49 exactly. million. And, and the weapons that you, you kind of got there mm. with, you know, Sutton Judy, they can play games. Yep. And, yeah, yes, you lost Williams now. And and um, and, and heartbreaks with Javante Williams because yeah. was on track to be a top-10 running back in, in yeah. the NFL, if not yeah. top five. So they've got, potential, they've got the potential talent there to be a good offense. And, like, again, middle-tier... Yeah, they could be up there almost, um, you know, uh, equal um, with the Chargers and Chiefs who are four and two. Like they can, they competed in that Chargers game uh, very well to the point that they were led nearly the entire game before throwing it away in overtime. Like hard, hard question: Is the season done? Is it in jeopardy, or, or uh, is it in done? I think we could still potentially, if you write some of that stuff, you know, get to that mid-tier offense, you know, try to target a wild card spot. Because um, you've got that defense, which is playing elite at the moment, even with a couple injuries. Um, but they, that's that's the call. And maybe that rookie growing pains, maybe it's not this year, maybe you're building towards next year. And that's kind of what I was saying, I think, last podcast is not unsurprised with uh, the lack of chemistry and they're trying to learn all this stuff. Mm. Uh, kind of expected it to go this way. Maybe not this bad. I didn't think we'd be worse. No. I thought we'd be... Mm. You know, maybe in that fifteen or twenty range, mm. um, as we not a top ten offense, um, but you know, kind of being there and having the defense help us out. But, uh, it's been a little bit worse than expected, unfortunately. Three blokes sitting here, three NFL fans, three teams that we follow have all probably underperformed. Mm-hmm. Mm. We've got two blokes that are fans of three and three team, a bloke that's a fan of a two and four team. I'm not that concerned about the Bucks. I'm not that concerned about the Packers. So I am concerned uh, about uh, the Denver Broncos. Our division makes it the difficult. Div- yeah, and that's yeah. the caveat. The Chiefs probably. at the top the of NFC, that. The NFC South, not, not the, a hard division. The NFC North, yeah. the Vikings playing out of their skin, mm. but then you've got the Bears and the Lions. Yeah. yeah. The Broncos have to contend with the Chiefs and the Chargers yeah. and, and the yeah. Raiders who are shocking on, on – Form one of four, but on paper yeah. probably not that bad either. Yeah, and who they win that game against? <laughs> like that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Den- Denver, I think, um, lost by like three, six, and three or something. Like, and and that's and that's a classic mm. offense that can't score points. Yeah, probably. well, they're the same thing. Like they're scoring. They've given up um, six touchdowns. Like I said, they didn't. They they've it was like sixteen, twelve, and sixteen were the. The points they've let in, and mm. that's that's elite defense. Otherwise, uh, but yeah, nothing wrong it's with pro- defense. You know, it's, yeah. Luckily for me, I'm a defense, defensive fan because um, I'm enjoying <laughs> these three and fucking out, so I get to watch more defense. Mm. <laughs> it's so great. I love seeing it in prime time all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh. At least yes, I, week 14, I think, is the next time we'll see Denver in primetime. Thanks so God for that. Hopefully they can <laughs> put together some decent football between now and then. Speaking of those Las Vegas Raiders, they have to win to stay oh, relevant. Hold in on, hold on. 
You skip, you, you're skipping the Jets, and that's great because oh, my note yeah. there is: should we be talking more about this Jets yeah. team? No one cares. They're four and two. <laughs> yeah. uh, hang on, I saw a power rankings this this week, which had the Jets in the top ten. Uh, that's probably fair. Yeah, well, I think the rookies. Look at Sauce Gardner with a with a cheese head, cheese yeah. head waving yeah. to the fans at Lambo. <laughs> How'd if, you feel about that one? If you're winning twenty seven to ten away at Lambo, I think we need to talk about the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Hall has been unreal. He's basically. He's been, he's, be, he's, he's been great. He's been so good. Yeah, Wilson, I think, is going to have to take that role on more. Now with Elijah Moore requesting his trade, mm-hmm. so he kind of wants out because he, he got one target in that game against... I think the game before he didn't have a catch. Yeah, exactly. So uh, No, I think it was last weekend he, did, yeah, he yeah. had no catches. Yeah, so uh, I don't think he's loving his role there. He's kind of been second fiddle. <laughs> yeah, well, that is chat. Mm. Packers could potentially be one to, you know, as a Randall Cobb replacement, as a great guy mm. in the slot. Make the trade there. Probably going to have to give up a second-round pick being a second-round pick, um, which would be a little bit rough. But, mm. yeah, you, you never know. Um, but, yeah, the Jets team, well coached. Mm-hmm. I'd also think another um, – Salah there, another coach potentially in Coach of the Year conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, Flacco did enough for them and Wilson's now back. We'll have to see how they he, how far he can take this team. Um, but, yeah, they've. I think we said in our draft special, they drafted really well, got a lot of good young talent. Yep. Just need them to put it all together, and they'll be a good football team. And we're starting to see it. So. It's not. It's yeah. not a crazy world where they win tomorrow, and we're looking at the New York Jets being five and two. Yep. You think the Buffalo Bills take out the AFC East? Mm-hmm. The Dolphins dropped a few games after starting three and zero. Yeah, losing to a hasn't helped them. Again, yeah. we we talk about divisions. That AFC East is tough, tough this year, which is it's cool to see. You know, after. Essentially, twenty years of who's, who's coming second to the Patriots yeah. kind of kind of chat. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's cool to see an AFC East that's that's not only competitive is is probably going to produce two, if not three, playoff teams. Yeah, yeah. Agree, agree. very strong though. So then, if we do move, we talk about those Texans and Raiders uh, coming up as mm-hmm. the next game. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, uh, Devonta Adams was probably the big story. Uh, charged with assault for pushing the cameraman. Oh, I don't, I don't know if that's assault. It's dumb. Mm. It's it's really dumb. It's frustration. He apologised. Yeah, it's not away. assault in Australia. In America, you, yeah. you, you you touch me, bro. That's assault. Yeah, <laughs> you cop a case. Like I don't know if that's assault. It's a week after Bobby Wagner, of course, um, copping. Uh, I think the same sort of the charge for his hit on the streaker because the streaker got a concussion. Did they uh, push? F- they push for assault, pushing for charges as well. So yeah. uh, that's one of the best things I've ever seen on a football field. Yeah. Is that's that dumbass streaker getting absolutely yeah. smoked by Bobby? Wagner. I think if you're streaker and you're on the field you're fair game fair game I, I say. think if you're a uh, cameraman in a tunnel no, no of course it's, it's, compl- it's apples and oranges it's completely, it's completely different. different shouldn't have shoved him he apologised I think it's more of like copper case uh, we'll settle so settle out of court for a little dis- bit disclo- undisclosed sum and then we'll move on with our day but yeah it's yeah, wasn't great wasn't great viewing I think they were leading that Chiefs game as well and yeah, threw and it away and then threw it away um, to quote or misquote the great Billy Madison that's not assault, brother. That's a push. That's a push. Don't condone it. Don't condone it. Very dumb. Very dumb from Devontae Adams. But is that assault? I don't think so. Let's talk about this game, boys. The Raiders should win this at home, you'd think. No Devontae Adams. Uh, he's, he gets suspended? No, I, don't, I think he's fine. I think Adams will find, is fine oh, to play. So he's, playing. he's just copping a case. I think okay. exactly. um, no, not a lot of news out of Texas land. Story-wise, um, they've got a few young guys, you know, again, another team trying to uh, 
start to move. I actually think they might win this ra- game against Ooh, the Raiders. Interesting, interesting. Uh, of course, I'm back in Pierce to have a huge game. He, Damian um, Pierce ha- is uh, having himself a year. Yeah, in in that conversation for uh, Rookie of the Year chat. So we'll have to see what that looks like. Um, but bit of a no game, bit of stinky, stinky um, with the records for these two teams. Uh, Seahawks charges. Not a lot of big stories out of these uh, for either teams. Other than um, Geno Smith. Yeah. Playing lights out. <laughs> he's, I think it's kind of eased off a little. He's been playing well, but they are 3-3. Three and three, so um, Tied best in the division. Yes. Which no one expected. Yes, that is true, though. They are tied best in the division. And if you compare um, him head-to-head versus Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but they, I think what – which is maybe a bit of a caveat there. The offense of the Seahawks run, which is predominantly run heavy with the Pete Carroll – um, you know, Kenneth Walker's been great for them. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Uh, you know, helps helps the quarterback out in those situations. Mm. I think again, if you want to go back to Denver, um, they're eighty percent in shotgun, which doesn't help their situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again to to the play calling and hey, maybe your offensive system doesn't work. Throw it out. Start again. Um, but Chargers, they're a bit banged up. They're a bit injured. Um, sneak a win against Denver uh, uh, during uh, last week. I think Chargers probably get this job done here against the Seahawks. I'd agree. Yeah, I think the Chargers uh, improve their record. And I think the Chargers and the Chiefs, as I just mentioned, I think they go through out of that AFC West. Mm. Speaking of AFC West, the Chiefs go to uh, San Francisco to take on the CMC 49ers. <laughs> I put it in the notes there, no big stories out of 49ers. You know, Jimmy D's been good and for them. But then they trade for CMC. So yeah. yeah. They give Bombshell? Yeah. <sighs> Not a not an unknown bombshell because mm. of course Mitchell's kind of coming back from injury. Mm. Jeff Wilson's, you know, kind of been playing well. Unlucky uh, Jeff Wilson fantasy owners. Yeah, and 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 Mitchell because I think Mitchell was coming back mm. uh, this this week too. But yeah, CMC will walk straight in there. Fits really well with what um, Shani wants to do there, Kyle Shanahan. Um, mm. So yeah, they've now got a wide receiver that can play running back and running back that plays wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> and True. then Jimmy G will underthrow them both. So that's the joke. That's the joke. But Jimmy uh, G hasn't been bad. He hasn't been bad. He's been doing the good job for them. Um, you know, they've essentially gone all in uh, pick-wise, like, you know, Super Bowl season sort of thing, mm. Chat getting rid of all their picks, um, you know, not saving anything for Trey Lance era. Um, I think it's a good mm. pick-up. So he seems he'll fit right into the, what they want to do. Whether he knows a playbook for this game is a different question. I think you'll – my thoughts, I think you'll end up fucking everyone that has any 49ers RB because I think they'll probably <laughs> spread it out with like five touches apiece kind of thing because um, – the Yeah, I don't think – Share the load. I don't think CMC will uh, will play heaps in this one to start to start off. Oh, but you never know. They might – they're going to have to chase points, so maybe you'll play more against the Chiefs because the Chiefs, yeah. again – they did drop a big game to the Bills there. Um, their news is, yeah, they're kind of in that RB and wide receiver market themselves. They freed up a bit of um, cash uh, with Kels uh, restructuring his contract, which yeah. made them kind of, uh, you know, I think even Kels said, you watch out, we've got something coming soon, whether that was OBJ chat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they're looking for offensive talent help, um, either in the, in the running back room or in the receiving room. Uh, be interesting to see what that looks like. Well, yeah, it really um, shows that um, offloading Hill at the start of the season hasn't really played out how they were expecting. Yeah, well, I think they co- they thought they could cover it with um, MVS and uh, yeah. um, Smith Schuster. <laughs> there you uh, go. I got it right, that one. <laughs> but 
I think they they've been underwhelming. I think they they wanted more out of that position, um, and I think the same with the running backs. They kind of tried the rookie out a little bit. Um, Ceh has kind of been up and down mm. uh, for them, and yeah, they're relying on Mahomes um, to do a lot. So whether that that changes and w- they're, what they're planning to do, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think the I think the writing on the wall there was that hey, maybe they're looking to add something in that space. Because um, yeah, they go up against the Bills, who have you know weapons all over the place. Um, uh, that that's kind of where where it's at. So mm. in this game, they I think Chiefs get the job done. I, guess, I agree. Right? I think Chiefs win tomorrow. Then again, yeah. I look at the Forty Nine ers. Uh, their injury report: everyone's back. They have got like the whole team's healthy. So yeah. um, if the Forty Nine ers are going to be at their best this season to take on the Chiefs, Chiefs game, this will be it. So I wouldn't rule. I wouldn't rule them out. If anyone can. Beat a team that's ostensibly better than them on paper. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. It's coming from a Packers fan. Yeah, not soft at all down there, dude. Um, Learn to play special teams, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Just real quick on OBJ. Um, Teams are out there, don't reckon he'll be back until mid-December. So still a He he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, which was February. So to have a quick recovery would be 10 months December. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was seen in Minnesota. During Ooh. the week with his mm. bags doing a visit. so Imagine that, Jefferson, Thielen, Beckham. Yeah, well, I think maybe they're a little mm. bit concerned about Thielen as a potential you know, second in there, maybe move Thielen into the slot a bit more. Who knows? But either way. It's still pretty handy. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. they, they're doing all right at the moment, help Kirk Cousins out. Well, as long as they don't play on primetime, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Speaking st- of primetime. Yeah, Steelers-Dolphins. Um, <laughs> maybe we start with Tua. Ooh. Tua is back for this game. Do you think too soon? I think he said on Pat McAfee that he didn't suffer a, con- con- a concussion. So Steve I don't know if he's going to say fuck that. Out though. Mm. Yeah. You still had a brain injury. <laughs> Your Which body is, doesn't do seizures. Well, like yes, and <laughs> is he just doing the team thing and yes. backing the doctors in there? Of course, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I think potentially after the back-to-back, you've only had a week off, I feel it's too soon. Mm, interesting. He shouldn't have never been put in that position in the first place. For one, yes. um, yeah. it's hard because each concussion is different and yeah, they all manifest differently. I agree, but I think you kind of want to take some time in between uh, having two back-to-back, mm. especially mm. With the, the, the second one with the visuals on that. Bad. Yeah, your body's yeah. shutting down and your muscle spasming. That's the sort of shit, like we said, you see in the UFC. I wonder if the um, sort of ascendancy of the New York Jets plays into the fact that that two is back this week. It's mu- it's kind of must win. Yeah, Whereas that, that if, if they were like, oh well, the Bills are going to win this division and we'll walk into a wild card spot, maybe that plays into into the yeah. thinking. Which is, I think has been the Dolphins' issues because they turned to Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. He got concussed, and then mm. I think it was Skylar. Thompson. Skylar Thompson, yeah, Skylar, yeah. and came in and a name that uh, Breaking Bad ruined for me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to <laughs> Skylar of Breaking Bad fame. <laughs> yeah, the Gentleman's Club ruined me for that one. So. <laughs> 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 Anyway, anyway. Um, now come at the stage. Um, wow. Oh, we're getting so, divorced last episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she won't re- listen two hours deep, uh, so it's sorted. No, nah, she <laughs> didn't listen to the first minute. <laughs> um, so my, my wife said, oh, have you guys got two cameras? <laughs> 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 she learned that today. Uh, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah. um, uh, I'm just concerned. Concerned of, you know, the seeing of the head injuries, mm. not just across the NFL, but across all the different sports yep. injuries mm. and yep. – the, the visuals, you just you're concerned for the dude in the long yep. term. Um, 
you know, how that kind of fits in. So, yeah, I feel it's too soon. I might have left it to the bye week. Have your bye week and then come back. Mm. Are they on the bye next week? Uh, potentially. Okay. Uh, Kiseki probably had his best game last week, but does he want out of there? No, I don't. Well, I don't think he wants to. But there's rumours he's on the trade block, so mm. he potentially could move. Which is the thing. We're now getting to. Uh, well, this is week seven. Mm. Um, the deadline's week eight. They haven't moved that, have they? It's still week eight. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. So it's still week eight. So you now all these trade rumours are starting to come up about mm. guys getting moved. And we already talked about Claypool, Moore, um, and now Kaseki. So um, could be a pretty hot trade window um, mm. this mm. year. We'll have to see what that all looks like. But yeah, that's the rumours for the Dolphins that he could potentially be on the move um, trying to get some value for him. Trade deadline's uh, first of November. Yeah, so, um, so that's a week, a week and a bit. Week, yeah, week yeah. And a bit. So, um, yeah, that'll be after the week eight games. Yeah. And so Dolphins buy is week 11. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. No, no. Rule that out then. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think he should have had maybe another week. Yeah, or, yeah. or two, potentially. What do we think happens tomorrow? Oh, Trubisky and Deontay Johnson before that. What yeah, ha- well, that's, what happened there? that's the Steelers story. So, you know, Trubisky... Who, wasn't playing super bad in that game that he got benched on. No, not at all. Um, but then Pickett came in and then Pickett, of course, got hurt and then Trubisky came out and then played pretty lights out and that and mm-hmm. won the game. Uh, but the Strange that his name is Kenny Pickett because <laughs> yes. he's been throwing a few picks, yes. etc. Uh, <laughs> so Trubisky, the rumour is he had a fight with um, Johnson um, in the locker room. Uh, that's why he was benched. Uh, Pickett's come in. Pickett's now defined, been said, if he's healthy, he'll be the starter. Um, that's what the coach Tomlin has said, which looks like the case. It looks like Pickett will start in this game. But I guess the question is uh, Trubisky versus Pickett. Uh, considering it wasn't form, it was uh, actually a fighting and mm. um, uh, Tomlin said, yeah, I, I'm not having that in my locker room. Sit down, son. Um, where do you go? Yeah, I think you have to go with the potential, don't you? Tr- I agree. Trubisky Tr- no, no, shown that in Chicago – Although being a, a high draft pick, a little bit underwhelming in in the quarterback play, and uh, and Kenny Pickett was the first quarterback to go in this draft, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Um, although not a, a, a strong quarterback draft, uh, I think you know you, you have to go with youth and potential, don't you? Yes, and I think that's that's what they've kind of decided to do going forward. So we'll have to see what that plays out. But yeah, it looks like Pickett mm. to take on Tua. I think Dolphins to write the ship in this one and get the win here. I agree. Final game, an absolute. <laughs> this is game. bad. Yeah, we're talking about bad primetime games. <laughs> Monday night football. Putting the bears. Well, bears played. They played a Thursday night game not that long ago as mm-hmm. well. Mm. Um, start with the Patriots. Do they have a QB controversy? I've seen some. Bailey Zappi's been pretty good. Really, I've, I've seen some uh, Bledsoe and Tom Brady comparisons. Wow! But then again, uh, Mac <laughs> Jones is not quite the established veteran that Bledsoe was in that storyline. And no. uh, big shoes to fill for Bailey Zappi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. Um, numbers wise, he's it's been good. Been, yeah, it's been really good. Been much better. Hasn't turned the ball over. Just controlling the offense. Yeah. Detroit's. We spoke about Detroit's offense being good at the start of the show. They scored zero in yes. in this one last week yes. against the Patriots. Patriots good defense. Yeah, um, that, that's something that people aren't talking about enough. The Patriots defense. People forget that Bill yeah. Belichick is probably one of the defensive goats um, mm. out there. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah that, the reason Tom Brady won a lot of those Super Bowls is because they had a lot of good defense on the other side mm. of the field. Mm. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think you know, he's a fourth-round pick this year, Bailey, so I guess he's kind of been picked as in the, as your backup there for your Mac Jones, uh, who was your first-rounder. 
But uh, do you go with the hot hand? Uh, I, no, I think when Mac Jones is healthy, he needs to play. I, th- I think that's the way it's going. I think mm. potentially it's less quarterback and more the offense starting to get a bit better. Mm. You know, they did have Hunter Henry back, so getting healthier mm. on the offensive side. Um, you know, getting the wide receivers a bit more involved. We'll have to see what that that looks like as they progress forward. But I tend to agree yeah. with you. We'll go with Mac Jones um, for the foreseeable future. But hey, Bailey Zampi's right there now. Pats win this tomorrow? I'd say so. Justin Fields and the, and the Bears offense, you think Denver's been bad? They've probably been as bad, if not worse. Um, uh, is it a Fields problem or a coaching problem? Because they've got the new, new coach over there. I think that... Thursday night game, I referenced a minute ago with Fields um, overthrowing a bunch of guys and yeah, missing he, he some, a few. But what he does with his legs touchdowns. as well, the fact yeah. that they're in a position to win that game is off the back yeah. of Justin Fields' legs. Yeah. Just has to work a bit on that accuracy, doesn't he? Yes, I think that's a big concern at the moment. And he could also be a little gun shy considering how bad their offensive line is as well. Mm. He doesn't get a lot of time True at all. That. So, yeah, um, I still think Patriots will do get this done. I agree. Uh, how about the teams on the bye this week? The 5-1 and one <laughs> Buffalo Bills, <laughs> yep. the defending champion Los Angeles Rams, the 5-1 and one Minnesota Vikings, and the 6-0 and oh Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Yep. Elite, elite teams that yeah, won't be playing this there. week. Uh, yeah. Is it next? I think it's next week that they go to Daylight Savings as well, so it makes it a bit more viewable for us early birds here down under. Yes. Yep. And that's football. I think I mentioned the trade window that's coming up, so that's going to be big going forward. So I we'll have to see how that all looks. Let's talk some NBA. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up, bang! Bang! <laughs> NBA. The NBA is back. Uh, we've had oh the opening week, the opening five days, yep. uh, I suppose, of the mm-hmm. NBA. Look, it's a long season. We can't take too much on uh, from what we've seen. Uh, but let's let's run quickly through probably a shorter segment. Mm. Um, opening night happened uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday, our time over there with the Celtics running out winners against the Philadelphia Sixers. And Sixers, I believe, are 0-3. 0-3, yes, that's right. The Adelaide 36ers uh, had more preseason wins uh, against <laughs> NBA teams than the Philadelphia 76ers did. Thank you, at Trent Naden, <laughs> uh, for, for that one. I think statistically and Harden's been pretty good, but they were just... Yeah, well, Embiid scored 40 today, and, and they lost. So the top end at Philadelphia, unreal. The bottom end maybe needs to step up a little bit. Look, it's three games into the season. Do we need to read into it too much? No, I still think the 76ers well, play you, playoff When basketball. you talk Lakers, though, and some of those games, so there's, mm. there's some storylines there, which was your next game there. On your Here, yeah, here's one. Gun to your head. Do the Lakers play playoffs this year? Uh, maybe if they trade Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> do they... This, this is complete devil's advocate. Do you trade LeBron to a team that's chasing a ring in the next year or two and try and get a bit of value? Did he say it was his last year as well? Did no, it, was there I, some of that rumours? I think I think that's rumours more than anything. Okay. okay. Um, I, if you Lakers... Oh, he is the Lakers, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, that would be complete... Tanking for yeah. Wembenyana, kind yeah, of. He, he's basically the GM. He's trying to put that. <laughs> he's, he's trying to put that team together. Well, the, Anthony Davis has been playing pretty well. He's mm. back, but you're always worried about him getting injured. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Beverly's there now. I think they've got a good core. Pat Beverly's meh. <laughs> he's more entertaining for us than he is as an elite. True. I think they have a good core. I think um, 
you know, Russell's been a bit of a brick at the moment. He threw, what, 0-11 on well, I think between uh, between three of them, they've shot one for 25. Yeah, they're like 20% from three-point range. No, it's not been good. Yeah, it's, it's been, not been good. Again, it's, it's early. Yeah, same. It's been awful. Mm. It's been early, so yeah. Whether they move Russ um, and try to get someone else there out there on the court, I don't know. So back to the question of do they play playoffs? Looking at the standings there in the West, the Clippers play playoffs. The Pelicans, you'd think, play play playoffs. Beat, uh, beat the Lakers as well. The Nugs, Grizz, Suns, Mavs, Warriors probably play playoffs. Yep. That leaves one spot. Mm-hmm. Between the Nuggets, the Jazz have started hot, but mm, question marks. The Blazers have started hot, mm, question marks. The Spurs have started hot, mm, question marks. Doesn't leave a lot of room for the Los Angeles Lakers, does it? Be a big call. I think they'll be stuck in the play-in tournament again. True. Yeah, true. I think that's that's where they're looking. Mm. They it's health. Mm. They'll win a lot of games if they stay healthy. Yeah, if LeBron goes down, that's that's line through them. They're done. You'd, you know what? you'd think. Even if anything, Darius yeah. goes down. I yeah. think we saw last year that mm. puts a line through them because mm. you then reliant on Bro- um, James to do everything, LeBron to do everything, and he just can't do that now <laughs> at that kind of age. He's still going to win them games, but he's he's not going to take you all the way to a championship at this point in his career. I don't think. How about uh, just staying on the Lakers, that game that they lost to the Clippers, the Clippers didn't have a player that scored more than 15 points. They might be the deepest team in the West in in terms of how much of a well-rounded basketball team they are. Yep. Paul George had 15. John Wall, great to see him out there. He Healthy. had 15. 14 for Kawhi Leonard. 14 for Morris. 14 for Zubac. Uh, in terms of depth and not having to rely on... On guys, the Clippers might be one of the most well-rounded teams getting around. Uh, I think they'll do well in the West this year. The East, I think it's going to be similar to last year uh, in that the Celtics and the Bucks probably are the are the teams to beat there. Yeah. Miami haven't started great, but I think I think they'll be up there. A lot of a lot of talk, I suppose, in the coming weeks will be around the Philadelphia 76ers. Can they improve on that 0 and three start? And the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Simmons just. He doesn't look that good. Did you see he had another open bucket and he handed it off? So like he like a Doesn't drive a drive it. to the a drive to the bucket where he could have dunked it. He didn't want it. He didn't want it. He didn't want it. Off, so. Speaking of open looks, you see uh the James Harden uh absolute breaking of ankles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smart. Yeah, yeah I'm smart. Marcus Smart, yeah. So, yeah. defensive player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> ankles broken. <laughs> Shimmy. Yeah. Yeah, air ball three. Yeah, <laughs> and and that said, Harden's been pretty good, uh, been pretty good. But that little clip was doing the rounds. Uh, bit of you, a bit of a laugh. Back to Westbrook. Did you see the one where he was at the top of the key? Well, it was the top top of the three point range. No one within five meters of him. Like a beautiful open look to seek a three, but he drive he drove it to the hole. Like he's trying to get closer. Mm. He's confident shot from a guy that was putting up triple doubles. Like yeah, that, like, yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. Uh, he's, he's just, yeah, I think it's just confidence has just gone completely. Bold yeah. predictions uh, a few weeks ago. I said Jar Morant for MVP. Put He's up, been a lead. Put up 49 mm-hmm, yep. yesterday. He's not uh, doing any doing any harm to that potential for you. Well, the other the main competitor, I think, Luka Doncic, yeah. scored 21 in a quarter <laughs> today. Uh, well, what do you finish up with? What did Luka finish up uh, with? Good question. Let's have a look. I, it wasn't that much, I don't think, because uh, I had a look before oh, the pod and he's on, he only, on, only on 25. He's got 32. Yeah. 21 of which in the first 
quarter. Well, they won that game by 40 points, so it wouldn't surprise like, me. Against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, yes, did play yesterday. Uh, but mm. I think that, that Mavs team, uh, you know, with, with Luca getting Christian Wood, I think that'll be that'll be. Pretty wouldn't surprise good. me if they sat him down for a little bit towards the end of that. Yeah, game. he played 30 minutes. Yeah. So didn't didn't play much much of a game. Christian Wood, 25 in 25 minutes, if you don't mind. Uh, the, the Mavs would be, they'll be pretty good this mm-hmm. year. I agree, I agree. Well, still early days, but long season ahead. Monks, anything to add? Any any stat lines down there that? Um, what, you just got the points? No, not really. I just got the points. How many Jar got in three games? Jar has got. This doesn't look well, up who's your date. points leader? Oh, maybe that man might have only played two. Actually, I think they played two. Played two. How many's you got in two games? <laughs> Eighty-three points. Fucking pretty here. Cross two. Um, behind him, uh, we've got. They played three. That's in three. That's in three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, behind him, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, 69, Steph Curry, nice. 67. Speaking yeah. of uh, DeMar DeRozan's old team, the Spurs, uh, they, they've started okay, mm-hmm. okay, won a few games. Uh, I don't think they play playoffs. That team is going to be heavily reliant on on guys that aren't household names. Uh, they, they do have mm. Jakob Pertl. The, the the big fella uh, that that that's been playing okay, but uh, I just wanted wanted to talk briefly about they they won uh, yesterday against the Pacers. Uh, I just wanted to talk briefly about Devin Vassell. He was uh, the eleventh uh, pick overall two years ago. He's only twenty two. I think he's dropped nearly twenty points in each of uh, of his. Um, I, I think his play is going to be integral to the way that Spurs go. Don't think they play playoffs though. They kind of, they kind of, they remind me of Utah Jazz a bit. Win a lot of games, but then, um, you know, get bumped out very early. Well, it's interesting. The Jazz, who no one expected to do anything this year, losing Spider Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, started two and zero. The Spurs, no one expected anything out of them, started two and one. I think the caveat is it's a long season. It's a long season. Probably don't expect either of them to be playing the playoffs all. in the West. All right, some soccer. Rudy has ball only ball. played two games. Yeah. So he's averaging forty-two-ish a game. I don't know if that's updated because they're two and one, and unless he missed a Memphis Grizzlies game, oh, maybe he did. I don't know. Because he's forty-nine. Put forty-nine on against Houston, and then thirty-four against the Knicks. Yeah, so that doesn't include today against the Mavs, which he played. What did he today? Twenty points, I think. Okay. So gotcha. Just I thought that. you meant the, the 83 was across three games. Not a no, no, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you said as well. That's what I thought you meant. So he's got, so he's got 103. He's yeah. got 103 <laughs> across three games. Quick maths. We got there. Uh, 35-ish. 35-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Sandbart time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let's talk some soccer. <laughs> well... It uh, may not make for the best listening, but it's going to make us laugh. A few of these. Should we start with Ronaldo? Should we? Start? Might as well. Yeah. Start yeah. with the. Well, he's, not, he's not starting. No, well, <laughs> he, he's not he starting. definitely said did not say C to going on to the pitch. Uh, yeah. In in this game, uh, he they wanted to sub him on. Ten Hag wanted to sub him on in like the 89th minute in their two 0 win against Tottenham, and Cristiano just turned around and walked straight in, into the locker room. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't want to play for a minute. No, nah, well, he doesn't. Yeah, he wants to do the team thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're arguably the best footballer of all time, but yeah. you got to go on and play a little bit of garbage time, don't you? 
Yeah, but it's a minute though. Well, I guess but it turns often, into five. But yeah, but that often happens. That often he's not used. No, I think to yeah, it was like it was four minutes um, injury time. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not used. He's not used to going on and, and you know letting someone have a have a five minute breather. But that's that's it's selfish, and you need to go on and do the team thing, don't you? True, but he also mm. wants to be playing like starting. He wants to be here. playing Champions League. Yeah, exactly. he's, Made that pretty abundantly clear. He's unhappy yeah. well, I, with I th- his role at United. Exactly. I think Ronaldo's kind of proved the point. You don't get back with your ex. Like it's, it's done. <laughs> Just move on, bro. <laughs> Just yeah, exactly. move, on. move on. Just throw those old photos yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Stop crying. Yeah. What if it's for the money? Well, yeah, you get <laughs> Who's your ex? <laughs> Brett Favre? <laughs> That's not his money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think... It, um, it also could be part of his plan to get out too. It's like, I'm just gruntle. I want to be moved. So Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It works for Robbie Anderson. Yeah, probably Ronaldo even higher in the pecking order than Robbie yes. Anderson of Carolina Panthers fame. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like the look of it. it. It seems disrespectful. And I suppose if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, you've probably earned the right to be disrespectful. Yeah, well, when you signed that contract, well, he, he probably was expecting that I'm going to be playing games. Not sitting on the bench, mm. so, he, so he might be the other the other way as well. As you've been disrespectful for me, you haven't, um, you know, done my wishes and done what's best by me and tried to move me on. But it's egotistical. It's a it's a team game. If if United True. if United were coming Ronaldo 16th, and ego, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if United were coming sixteenth and they were playing unders, yeah. yeah, maybe you've got the rights to dig your heels in the sand. They're playing good. It's a team sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Does this sort of tarnish his legacy? No, I don't think one act in one game tarnishes his I think a better question, I think it's better question yeah. is, well, I, this season as well, like he's sitting on the bench. Yeah. I think the better question is, does, is Messi catching or taking a bigger lead? Cause you, it, you see the goal that... Of, that yeah, of goat status. Like, that's, that's the always... Who's who's your goat? You could argue this forever, and, and we won't start. We won't start the argument. I'll tell you who won the week. Lionel Messi won the week. You see that goal that he scored for PSG, Tiki Tucker, him and Mbappe around the keeper and just pushed it in. Uh, look, we're not going to talk about who's better, had a better career out of Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. I tell you, who had the better week, Lionel Messi. Yeah, but to Jimmy's question on legacy, as you're saying, Messi's adding to his and. Ronaldo currently isn't. I tell you what the conversation will be in the upcoming months in terms of legacy in these two guys: mm. the World Cup. Yep. Mm. Neither, neither have won a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them have won, you know, continental. It's like Portugal's won a won a Euros under or well, during Cristiano Ronaldo's tenure. Mm-hmm. Messi's won a few Copa Americas. Mm-hmm. Neither mm. have that World Cup silverware. So, if we want to talk legacy, uh, I suppose Qatar twenty twenty two. Uh, would be a good good place to start. Oh yeah, oh yeah. True. Um, so by all accounts, there's reports coming out that Man U are prepared to um, give Ronaldo a free transfer. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So writing could be on the wall there. Yep. They don't. Obviously, they're not really using him. They're not incorporating him. Uh, Anthony, mm. of no H fame, uh, has, has been going pretty well. Uh, maybe they do part ways with him. I just, I, I, why would you give him up for free though? Like, unless he's causing that much of a distraction amongst the playing group, he has been training by himself. Uh, unless there's, you know, th- that much of a discord, I suppose, between him and the other players. Mm. Uh, why, yeah, I don't know why you'd give him up for free. Yeah. I mean, again, it's Ronaldo. He's done so much for your club already. Do you just 
do you want to keep it amicable and just leave it at that? Mm, mm. It's tough. Is it worth the money? Well, we're going to be talking about it for the rest of the year, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. Which I think th- that's the problem. That's, no one's talking about Man U footy. We're talking about Ronaldo. So United, United fifth. They're six, two, and three. Uh, Twenty points. They're actually, you know, if you think back to last year, it was a bit of a train wreck. Yes, they're they're not in the Champion League spots, but uh, they're you know they're going out and beating Spurs. They're going out and they drew against Chelsea yep. uh, overnight. Um, it's it seems like they're playing better football than they did last year. Um, but yeah, obviously, if you're talking about arguably the, the greatest player of all time, and he's disgruntled and not getting minutes, he, it's going to be in uh, in the zeitgeist for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Liverpool talk about a team that's sort of not playing up to their potential. Uh, did beat Man City last week, and you thought, oh well, you know, he, here comes here comes Liverpool, and then they go out and they they lose to Not Forest overnight. Darwin Nunes. Got hurt. Not Forest were bottom of the table, I think, as well. Mm. Uh, yes. They won't be anymore, but they were. Well, they're 19th now, considering uh, they beat Liverpool overnight. Yeah. If yeah. I'm a Reds fan, I'm concerned. Oh. They haven't been able to fill Sadio Mane's big shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and mm. Nunes getting hurt. It's a string. Probably misses two to three weeks. Mm. Um, Diego Yotta as well. Stretch it off with a calf injury. Yeah. Not, not the best look for soccer players. Um, that being said... Nottingham at home at City Ground seems to be a bit of a hoodoo for Liverpool. They've really? never won. Um, I mean, it's I think it's Going back about to 70s six or games. Mm. Um, no, yeah, so some stat lines here. So this is the first time that uh, Nottingham's won um, over Liverpool since uh, 1996. But they, yeah. They've been out in the league. Um. But yeah, uh, City Grounds, Liverpool's never been able to. Who do? Yeah. Former dual Champions League winners, not Forest. Mm. Uh, City doing City things. Haaland scored a brace overnight in their 3 1 win over Brighton. Uh, I think he goes to 17 on the season. 17, ladies and gentlemen. Harry Kane is next uh, with, a, with a measly nine. Uh, we spoke about Alan Shearer's record is 31. He's done, he did that twice in the Premier League era. You'd imagine Erling is going to be rewriting uh, the record books uh, with that one. Oh, yeah. Gunners, Gunners sit top of the table. And Only lost one game. Yeah, and they, I b- believe they play overnight. Uh, they, up, they play Southampton. Um, Spurs, Newcastle, probably the other big matchup um, of note overnight. I feel sorry for you if you know any Arsenal fans. I know a few. Yeah, they get stuck in. <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been a little chirpish. I think they also realise that we're only a third of the way through the season, and there's early crows. And on paper, Manchester City are the best team in yeah. this league. So probably not counting their chickens before they hatch just yet. Mm. There, um, the the Gunners boys, but uh, I think. Well, they're already on top of the league, aren't, are they not? Yeah, they're already a point clear of City. So a win against Southampton sees them go four points clear. Mm-hmm. It's early days, but, you know, nothing wrong with being four points clear at the top of the table. Yeah, that's where you want to be at the pointy end. So. The other big news out of this week was Steven Gerrard losing his Aston Villa manager role. Uh, he copped the sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villains are currently 17th. They've won two games. I don't know if there's a little bit of 
pulling the trigger early. Um, Stephen Gerrard, obviously Liverpool legend, uh, England legend. Would have liked to have seen him maybe get a few more games. Um, so he'll be yeah on the on the market if uh, anyone wants to, yeah, to did, look at a, a, I, a I, new manager. I did see a stat. I think his win percentage was like thirty five percent, which was slightly better than the last coach was. So mm. it's not maybe, like maybe hard done by. Yeah, it's, it's maybe the coaching is not the issue, like you like you say. So yeah, that, on paper, that villain's outfit's probably not. Uh, you know, I think seventeenth is is is. Probably where they are. It won't do Stephen Gerrard any damage. He's done his coaching apprenticeship now, so <laughs> you, I think you'll definitely be able to pick up a job anywhere else. Um, and it, there'll be teams looking to add him as a as a coach. One more uh, point of of note: Leicester City still dead last. Mm-hmm. The five thousand and one to one winners of the league just a few years ago. Uh, it would be massive if if they do get the boot. This year, again, early stages, we've got mm. uh, Leeds, Villa and Wolves and not Forest, only a point ahead. Yeah. But uh, it's starting to become a point of concern. Yep. That'll do us for soccer chat. Uh, they might be Champions League this week, not sure. Um, but, yeah, the big talking points, obviously, will be Ronaldo moving forward and uh, can Erling Haaland yeah. score 1,000 goals this year. All right. It's Sam Bet time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be cool when this is seamless, but you know it's a te- final round, James. It's yeah. a teething episode. Let's talk the on the Esky final round. Okay. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It rings out a little bit that bell, but you know I think we can bring it in. Uh, UFC 280 occurred overnight in Abu Dhabi this morning for us, but yeah, yeah, lent to mm. interesting viewing time. Had mm. to be up very early. I bought the card. I watched the. Two championship fights mm-hmm. as they occurred live, and then you could go back obviously and, and watch the undercard. Yep. Um, and yeah, we've got a new lightweight champion of the world in Islam Markachev, uh, defeating Charles de Bronx Oliveira, uh, via a second round submission arm triangle. Boys' thoughts, yeah. Well, I think uh, Islam very much dominated the fight with the wrestling, took him down and. Yeah, um, it was a very, very short fight. Yeah, very, yeah. very impressive yeah. to get the submission um, there uh, over Oliveira, who's you know well known for having the most submissions in um, uh, the lightweight. Um, not, not in lightweight. I think he's got the most submissions in the, in the UFC, UFC yeah, with yeah. fourteen. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, it's you know great to be able to finish that. I question maybe the weight cut because um, it came out. Mm. Uh, Volk was told overnight, like his team was. They called his team and said, hey, make sure Volk's ready. Mm. Um, it looks like they're struggling with the weight cut. They didn't name which team, but I've then seen some photos of Oliveira and his team doing the weight cut. I'd say it's most likely it was Oliveira. So whether that, you know, 155 killed him to get to it and then to go in there up against a, the bear that is Islam mm. as a wrestler, you know, maybe just didn't have the juice for this one. I think Oliveira will come back. He'll be able to... Um, you know, keep his name in that in that conversation in the lightweight division, or maybe he needs to go up. I think Oliveira is one of those dudes that a one sixty five division makes too much sense for. Like he's probably not big enough to be a welterweight at that one seventy, which would be a one seventy five in that scenario. But I think like one sixty five is just perfect for him. Why would you go up after just vacating it one five five? Because he can't make the weight. Yeah, like he's, he's killing struggling. himself to get yeah. to yeah. Oh, famously missed weight, and that's why he had yeah. to vacate the, yeah. the belt. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's some kind of, you know, 
controversy around whether he did or not. But mm. still, either way, for him to get to that weight has always been a, been a struggle. Um, and you can see, uh, you can see how leading up to it, the weight cut and his team. You know, it, it, I don't want to make excuses for it, but I, I just think maybe that played a little bit of a factor into this one. Hasn't hurt him in the past with all these other wins, but mm. uh, I don't know. He was on an absolute heater. Hadn't lost for five years. Uh, that record goes to 33 and 9, but nearly all of those losses earlier on in his MMA career. Big yep. scouts in, in Gaishi and Poirier and Michael Chandler yep. and Tony Ferguson, but we've got to talk about the new lightweight champion of the world, Islam yeah, Markachev. Yeah. Understudy of Khabib. A, l- yeah, a lot of people Khabib. were saying, you know, the new Khabib, uh, the the new eagle of Dagestan, uh I thought, geez, is that a lot of pressure to put on an up-and-coming fighter to be, you know, uh, compared with arguably the greatest fighter of all time? It well, seems yeah. to have handled the pressure pretty well. Well, I think the big difference, though, is it wasn't just a comparison. Like, he's coached by the bloke. He's coached so, by him. Yeah, His so, style's the same. Yeah. I think that makes they're, a big difference. They're just, best mates. Yeah. yeah. If it was, you know, oh, we're just rep- comparing you to the GOAT and you're like, you didn't know the bloke, then... Mm. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, how am I going to compare to that dude? But Whereas Islam, like, you know, in and out every single day, he's, you know, spending time with that guy. So he knows what that means. Yeah, you, you're yeah. comparing me to my coach and my friend. Yeah, exactly. A guy that I can then talk to about what I do in those situations and, like, to, mm. to learn from. Like, mm. I think it's a bit of a different comparison in that regard. And I th- think it's a fair and he can deal with it for mm. that reason. So, um, yeah, it's, he's his record speaks to itself, 23-1. and one. Um you know, he's had a quick ascendancy in the lightweight division, but for good reason. Um, did, of course, uh, the story mm. called out Volk, um, the mm. short man. <laughs> the short uh, man. Which will be an interesting kind of fight there. Um, will Dana make this happen? You'd think so. I think so. Like Perth, I think we've already talked about it. UFC 284 mm-hmm. coming up. Well, maybe it's too short of a t- turnaround. Um, uh, that's, that's booked for late January. Uh, or, or early late January, early Feb. Yeah, it's it's that's enough. It's three months. I think it was like but, the twelfth of Feb. Yeah, but that it kind of means that yeah. Islam probably needs to go straight back in a fight camp. Mm. Like maybe he takes two weeks off and then he's in fight camp mm-hmm. leading up to it, which he might not want to do. But you never know. Um, either I way, I think it makes sense. That's the fight. Yeah, I think I well he already uh, Dana's already said Volk would get the winner. Yep. Uh, so that came out. Uh, he was all, he was the backup for this. One of the two didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. How, how if you're Alexander Volkanovsky and you've got to go up a weight class, do you think he's feeling confident that he can he can? I think talent wise, he's definitely keep it going. I, I just after cleaning out that featherweight division. Yeah, I just don't know. Islam's probably the worst potential muscle. It's a different for, beast, isn't he? Yeah, size in the wrestling. It's um, Volk's like go for great takedown defense, um, uh, but. It is again. It's still just, just it's a different animal. Like mm. that's the sound. I'm, I'm not, I know if I'm concerned about the height, the size, like the reach kind of side of mm. it, because mm. um, he's fought um, Holloway multiple times, and mm. he's the same side size as Oliveira is. Like, mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yep. not too concerned about that. I, but I think maybe more the 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 strength and the kind of game that Islam kind of brings mm. with that. That you don't want wrestling to style. That guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, but I'm interested. Fucking I'm interested. I'm interested. How good I'd is this card going to be if that does eventuate? Let's talk about it briefly now. Yeah, yep. Bobby uh, Knuckles. Bobby Knuckles, yeah. Announced we will be taking on Polo. I drink wine before a championship <laughs> fight. Bay Costa. Costa. Uh, yeah. In Perth. Yep. Well, that which will F- be the first co-main. fight down under in, in many years. Well, that, I think that's been definitely named as the co main, whether that ends up being 
uh, what, what the main event ends up being, whether this mm. ends up being it, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I kind of, I kind of interesting because I think uh, uh, Bobby's go- doing his, um, Israel's job for him at the moment. He's taking care, taking care of all the all the challenges. <laughs> Victoria's care gone. Of business. Um, whether you know if he gets past Costa doing that as well, and um, I guess Israel's got his. He's got opponent set in Pereira next. Mm. Uh, but How yeah. sexy is that going to be? Yeah, I think if Bobby gets the win again, um, mm. he's kind of said, hey, I've, I've been doing the job clearing out the division for mm. you. Do you and me again, baby? Let's run that trilogy. Lead baby. blocker. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. You know, it's one hell of a gatekeeper to have as a number one title yeah, challenge. Yeah, fucking earth it is. So. Anyway, I think, like you said, great fight. Um, and, uh, bit of controversy in Hamzat Kamaev mm. uh, getting into a bit of push and shove with Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov and and the who Nemo- had a win I think on the undercard he did he did have a win on the undercard does Hamzat need to cool his jets a little bit he's starting to become known as a bit of a bad boy as a bit of a hothead I wonder if he's leaning into the the villain yeah uh, maybe maybe yeah. a little bit yeah. so. Because yeah. uh, you saw the UFC signed Hasbullah to do <laughs> to do a fight. How good is that? <laughs> yeah. Little baby Hasbullah. Yeah. So uh, you know you can see uh, that there's the bit of the showmanship part of it, and yeah. the storylines make yeah. fights, and yeah, whether that's that's the case, and that's kind of what he's pushing here. You don't uh, want it to become too WWE esque, though, true. do you? Where it's all about the theater no. and the and the storyline. There is a little bit of history between. These yeah. two, at least the teams. Yeah, sure. I definitely um, the teams going around on Twitter and stuff. So maybe there's there's some background there. And I mean, um, the Megan Monoff's team, um, obviously very fiery, like mm. off the McGregor fight mm. and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, but, ha- but Hamza, a lot, of, a lot of push and shove, a lot of like yeah. being a chess spot. Exactly. But Hamza, yeah. he, he should be angling for a title fight at this point. He doesn't exactly. need to be doing yeah. yeah getting I, into it with guys on the undercards. So. I love watching him fight, but I, I'm starting to get the feeling like maybe he just needs to keep his head down and, and bum up and, and get on with things well, a little bit. Well, we'll have mm. to see. We'll have to see. The co-main event, mm-hmm. our Jermaine Sterling. Uh, we've, we've got a and you in Islam Makachev. We've got a and still at 135 pounds taking care of business against TJ Dillashaw. Um I did like that the TJ Dillashaw coming out to can't stop addicted to the shit. They got me a little bit fired up. Uh, <laughs> but that shoulder of TJ Dillashaw, uh, it popped out twice during the fight. He said post-fight yeah. that he reckons in the camp it came out maybe 20 times. Uh, like early, uh, I've just early, seen plenty, early I've seen plenty of jokes. Yeah. It's not the only thing he was popping out. So <laughs> Or popping in. Or he'll, <laughs> he'll pop off. Um, yeah, you know. He had an excellent rig going into this old pillar shore, but mm. didn't matter. Uh, Sterling did the job to it. What him. do you say, Sterling rig? I reckon yeah. he's probably been having a talk with. Him. Yeah, Sterling allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Here on the esky, on the esky. <laughs> oh, looking very good there. Um, so he looks yeah. fucking big for 135 pounds, doesn't he, yeah. old Aljo? Yeah. If anything, I think maybe that's what Volk should be tackling. Uh, maybe it, or no, no, not add down. Sterling coming up, maybe. Is mm-hmm. But I guess that doesn't help his, you know, double champ. I know, I know. Anyway. Volk, Volk is short for a featherweight, but famously used to play rugby he's, league. He's thick, though. He's thick he's yeah. Thick. I he's don't thick. know if he could mm. go down. Maybe Aljo could yeah. go up. Yeah, I think but Aljo could go up. Also, Volk doesn't have to take that fight. He's he's probably earned the right to go up. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense in that regard. But mm. uh, I, I just, you know, the, yeah, Megan fights that have been interesting. Uh, I think, TJ, that means he'll go back to the back burner for quite a while and – um, I'm not sure who else we've got Bannerweight as contenders now with uh, well actually no Sean O'Malley I guess yeah. jump straight to the yeah, that, I, don't, I, I don't know if he'll get it considering that he hasn't beaten anyone of note so outside of Piotr Jan but Jan's number one 
That's so. true. That's true. I think Chido Vera might hey say hey 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 hang on let's have a let's have a rematch there. Uh, Aljo after the fight saying he doesn't care if you give me sugar tits O'Malley or if you <laughs> give me Cheeto Doritos. Uh, he's he's happy to to fight whoever comes back up. But uh, Aljo, you know, start, starting to uh, really stake a claim as as the as you know. Uh, a, a title holder that is above and beyond the other guys in that division. There was probably a bit of speculation after that first win against Jan, you know, it being the disqualification and the rest of it. And now maybe this shoulder dislocation, some people, some haters might be yeah, talking but then a bit about the it. The second fight against Jan, he cemented himself. Like, he, yeah. he, he handily beat him. So. And I, 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 I'm pretty convinced if uh, TJ's shoulder doesn't pop out at all in this fight, Aljo well. still had him covered. Exactly. So Let's talk about Sugar Sean O'Malley, the yeah. 11th, formerly 11th ranked uh, bantamweight, going out and beats Piotr in the most contentious yeah. fight of, of the night, split it was decision. A very, very close fight. 29 28, two judges uh, scored it to O'Malley, and uh, 29 28, one judge scored it to Piotr Thoughts? Uh, so I, I think, I think your notes covered it there. It, it comes down first round, second round. Heavily dominated by um, Jan and third round, uh, you know, more so with the significant strikes, a bit of blood in that involved as well mm. uh, to O'Malley. So mm. it kind of came down to the first round. Um, statistic stats-wise from media, um, I saw I think it was about oh, if I do the mass right, I think it was eighty-three percent uh, thought Jan won with mm. um, you know fourteen thinking it to. Mm. Um, O'Malley with a couple of percent, you know, either way, um, you know, for draws and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a 40% to, you know, 30, 28, uh, so 29, 28 to, to Yarn and then like a 30%, uh, 30 to 27 to Yarn and mm-hmm. then the smaller percentages uh, to an O'Malley victory. And that's across mm. media personality, across all the different mm. guys that do um, you know UFC coverage and across uh, all the various websites, etc. So there's a heavy kind of push there to Yarn. Uh, so the first round ends up being the conversation. And mm. rewatching that, I think there was two significant punches landed for uh, O'Malley, one for Yarn. Uh, both mm. had stuff ta- takedowns that didn't amount to anything. The slam takedown probably mm. being the big one big slam. Um, for for Yarn with a couple of shots on the ground. Yes, I can see the coin toss and why maybe two judges picked it and over that. I kind of lean towards that Jan maybe got that first round uh, from what I saw. So maybe, yeah, hard done by in that decision. And considering he's one and four, one and three, I think, in his last fights, and two of them being contentious decisions, split decisions, um, it's been a bit un- unlucky for Jan. Uh, you think the UFC like, has it in for him? Oh, I don't want to <laughs> – well, there was all that conversations about he's the champ, we'll do a UFC in Russia, etc. Sean O'Malley, the Put, darling of that division in terms of uh, marketability exactly, and exactly. following and the rest uh, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm tinfoil big, hats. I'm not a big conspiracy theory man, hats, but I'll entertain the idea. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I could have seen a drawn in this fight as well. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be a letdown, I, wouldn't it? Yeah, but either way, it was kind of a flip of the coin. I maybe Yarn had to do more in that first, but I think he got away with the first round. In my opinion, uh, watching it, I thought he won the first round. Scoring, so, so it would have been two to, two to one. Scoring aside, if you look at the way that Piotr Yarn looked after the fight, and you look at the way that Sugar Sean O'Malley looked after the fight, mm. 
considering that massive split over Piotr's right eyebrow area and him True. pissing blood, mm. scoring aside, you'd say Sean O'Malley wins the fight. Maybe, but that's why they scored round and round. That is true. He won won the the last round definite, which is where he did that damage. Yeah. And that's something that you mentioned in the group chat today. Does damage outweigh control? Because obviously Jan had control of the the whole second round and and the majority of the fight, but the damage that Sean was able to unload in in those significant strikes, do you take that into account? Well, he he won that round. So the the problem, I guess the question is the damage in the, the... you know, for me, the two two big punches to the one versus the plus the takedown and a couple mm. shots in the ground is that what outweighs? And that's why they've gone with mm. Sean as he had more damaging mm. shots overall in that first round. Well, that's it. Like it's yeah. It's as much as Jan got those takedowns, he didn't really capitalize on mm. on him too much. Like mm. there wasn't he didn't really do too much on the ground. Like yeah. sure he controlled him um, through the end of the rounds, but then. O'Malley was still able to get back up in that first round. He ended the round with a couple of good hits, mm. um, which sort of, I guess, for the first round, swung the momentum to O'Malley um, towards the end of the, that first round. So maybe just the fact that Jan wasn't able to do too much while he was on the ground. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty it rare for, for, a, for a guy to have six yeah. takedowns to zero and A, lose a flight, and, mm. and B, not be able to capitalise really um, mm. from, from those takedowns. Uh, so overall, I don't think it hurts Jan too much. I think he might move down a spot in um, in the mm. rankings. Um, whether Do I don't think or O'Malley whether he goes straight to one or, or whether he's say top four. I don't know, but yeah. Does he get the first shot at our Joe? From a marking perspective, again, you know, ten four had it. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think well, to be fair to Jan, you'd probably run this one back. I don't know if you could you'd have O'Malley fight someone else in between. Yeah, like, well, I don't could, think O'Malley you could would do. Run you couldn't do that. I think in Jan say Jan would want to run it back. I don't think I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Let us know in the comments. We might clip this and, and do a uh, mm. UFC 280 uh, review, uh, obviously the most contentious fight of the night and, and maybe the most interesting talking point. Yep. Mm. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, the other lightweight fight that happened on the night uh, was Benil Derush uh, defeating Matus Gamrot. Uh, unanimous decision, uh, definitely not as contentious as the as the fight after it. Eight win, win streak now uh, for the Iranian-born Benil Derush. Uh, he's going up there now in lightweight total wins, uh, not far behind Charles Oliveira in that regard. Um Complete fight from from Dariush. Probably just wanted to touch on the post the post match. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking, uh, you know, to his his homeland of Iran and and to stay strong. Uh, obviously, we've seen bits and pieces of, of what's going on over there. Um, A lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Uh, but the bloke can fight. His age probably a bit of concern moving forward. Monks, how old is Benil Dariush? Uh, Mid thirties, yeah, thirty three. Uh, thirty three. He looks. He looks a bit older. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no disrespect. Um, look, I don't think he'll be a lightweight champ. Um, I don't think that's going out on a limb to say that. But right. uh, but, a, is, but this, a very complete this performance. Is, this is run. his run. He's on an eight fight mm. win streak. Mm. He probably needs one fight in the top five and get that win, and then potentially you're in that conversation for lightweight. But mm. uh, as we mentioned, the lightweight is kind of. Uh, Occupied and busy at the moment with the uh, Falkonaski 
fight, etc. Exactly, yeah. You got the yeah. fact that Volk's got to come up, and that's going to be your title fight. And then that top five in the lightweight division is as good as any that there is getting oh, around with, with Dustin Poirier, and Justin Gaethje, and Michael Chandler. Mm. Uh, so he, he'll get one of those names you'd think moving forward, uh, but mm. hard to see him uh, getting getting a shot at a title. But who knows? Two or three fights, and he's thirty five, and he keeps stringing wins together. You never know. Him and Chandler would be a good matchup. I yeah, that'd be, cool. that'd be cool to watch. That'd be cool to watch. I think Chandler, there's a conversation Chandler and um, McGregor. That'd everyone, be, that's obviously, the money, everyone yeah. wants Connor. <laughs> that's the money yeah, everyone was there. Sorry, Ben Hill. But and, uh, I, think, <laughs> I think Dana said you wouldn't see Connor until December anyway. So Interesting. Yeah, um, okay. And we'll just talk briefly about uh, the the girls' fight that, that kicked off the main card. They fought at a catch weight uh, between... Uh, the French woman Manon Fior and uh, Caitlin Chukagin. Um, Fior winning on uh, unanimous decision and maybe an unknown name. Uh, I had to do a little bit of research. Interesting, interesting character. Was a French snowboarding champ. So overachiever is uh, is. What my wife said <laughs> when we were watching this morning, uh, karate well, background. Comparison to you, definitely. Yeah, underachievers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all the potential in the world. And Been playing unders. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, karate background, we don't see too yeah. many uh, karate background. Not a lot. Um, Cheetah being the, the classic one. Yeah. Who's the chick, the karate mama? Karate? Uh, uh, Michelle. Michelle. Anderson. Yep. Yep, uh, but but not many, not many karate backgrounds. Uh, was a black belt at the age of eighteen, um, and and undefeated in her Muay Thai career. Ten and one MMA record. She just beat the number one uh, in in that division. May run into Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, did you see the video of Shevchenko? She, no. she did the old Tinder swipe like nut. Nah. Oh, <laughs> really? yeah. and fair enough. She's like, yeah, like, not interested. Like fair enough. Yeah. Like a great performance from from an, from a known fior, but uh, Shevchenko is up there with one of the biggest assassins in this sport. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Uh, we talked about UFC two eight four. We talked about baby Hezbollah. We did talk about Hezbollah. <laughs> Maybe in, soon in the octagon yeah. uh, w- after Islam's win. Uh, he's cute as fuck. He's Got a massive following. Might get a Hasbro shirt, you know. Who knows? I do. Uh, Bit of boxing. Bring we'll cut over some boxley. Um, so Hanny won against Cambosis and decidedly fashioned um, piece yeah, him up. Yeah, pieced him up. I think um, that was in America. I believe that fight happened. So, yep. but you know, keeps all his belts. Mm-hmm. Um, keeps going forward. Forward. Wilder had his win. Um, right straight. Put the dude to sleep. I don't even remember him, but it was a short fight. I think it was second round. He knocked him out. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep that division rolling along. I think some fights announced for Tyson Fury. He's got a, you know, fighting a dude he's already beat twice. So it was a bit unders and underwhelming for his announcement. And I think Terence Crawford is chasing Spencer uh, for a, another uh, big fight, but it's not going to happen this year. Um, so, that, you know, he's kind of getting stuck in the media about, you know, he's dragging his feet with not signing the deal and getting it done. Because I think they're both unanimous in their divisions currently and, that would be a huge fight in that regards too. So not a huge amount happening in the boxing world, but there's a, uh, there's a little bit. Just briefly back to Deontay Wilder. Uh, it was Robert Hellenius that he uh, knocked out at Barclays Centre in New York City in the first round. Yeah, if you that, see that top end of the heavyweight division seems to be very top end. Yeah, uh, head and shoulders above above the contenders. Yeah. 
Um, that Haney came back to fight was here in Melbourne. Uh, it was Melbourne. It was, I, yeah. I couldn't remember if they doubled up in Melbourne or not. But yeah, he came yeah. back here and again beat our lad on home soil. And you'd think Cambosis doesn't get another shot now. You'd think Haney, uh, he's only 23 Very and young. he's got all the belts. Yeah. Uh, he's in I think Cambosis, yeah. there was rumours that he'd say he'd retire if he didn't win. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not How sure. old is he? George Kambosis, quick Google. He's, he'd be, he'd mid, be young as well. Mid-20s? Uh, late 20s? 29. Yeah, late 20s. There you go. Yeah. Well, he's been a champion of the world. Um, he's, he would have made his money. Nothing else to prove, if that's yeah. the way he goes. Look, you'd hate to see it as a fan of Australian boxing, but uh, if, if that's his yeah. choice, you'd definitely respect it. Oh, he has come out saying he'll be champ again. This is yeah, not the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rumours here on the SP. Uh, yeah, rumors. He's got to go away and make a run. Yep. Yeah. And you know, get back in that conversation. Um, one of the Paul f- brothers is Paul Silver's fighting. Yeah, oh, Jack Paul wins that uh, upcoming this, this weekend. Oh, I think it's next Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, th- that was an ad. I saw the ad for it a second ago. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be interesting. Jake Paul Anderson Silver incoming. Yeah, uh, probably Paul's biggest test. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for fighting yeah. a dude, I guess a forty-seven-year-old Anderson Silver. Is that <laughs> that what he's? Don't th- oh, he's up there. I don't think he's that. He's in his forties. He's think mid. He's, he's forty-five at a minimum. Yeah. Uh, but at least Silva's been winning boxing fights against semi-decent opponents. So 47. Hey, you go. are right. There let's you go. go. Um, so, yeah. yeah. All right, let's finish this bitch up with some Wrap sports. it up with some... Give us some race cars. F1. Bastion Fettel. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Right ahead, boys. Circuit of the Americas happens later tonight, but uh, we walk. We looking back at the the race in Suzuka. We got to talk about Max Verstappen though. We got a a back to back world champion, as you Mm -hmm. will, second time for Red Bull. Um, Interesting result. Uh, Wet race in Japan. They got a race in. They did get some sort of a race. Yeah. How, How was it for viewing? Uh, was it a good time shot slot for us? Yes. Um, yeah. Was um, that the best thing about it? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> uh, considering, I think tomorrow's race starts f- six or five o'clock in the morning. Um, That's I like that time. Like for, for me, it's very difficult to watch these F ones in Europe where when it's like midnight yeah. or one a.m. Or well, they used to start. At, they start at eleven, so the, the eleven o'clock's not too bad of a time slot. Mm. Um, but yeah, you still finish it. Twelve thirty, kind of thing, um, mm. but either way, Max Verstappen uh, got the win. Uh, but it was interesting; uh, they had a f- bit of controversy and trying to work out a bit of confusion around the points and the length of the race and whether they'd get full points for this to actually make him a winner. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, with uh, was it science crashed out? I was just wondering. Leclerc yep. didn't, but Leclerc finished. He finished. Third, um, well, finished second, got a five-second five second penalty. Yeah, yes. so the confusion Runs with it. yeah the confusion with that was so Spa last year, um, which was the other rained out mm-hmm. um, race. Um, they got two laps, I think. Behind yeah, the safety car and title for that one. Yeah, yeah. So they got two laps, only two laps behind the safety car, and Max won it at half point. So the FIA was sort of like, well, that doesn't really count as a race. Yeah. Um, the rule was. Um, it's percentages. It's something. it's half half points if you don't race seventy five percent of the required laps. So mm-hmm. two two laps didn't make seventy five percent of race. So half points there. Um, sorry, less than seventy five percent. So during the off season, FIA was like, "All right, we're going to change the rules. If the race doesn't um, isn't restarted within the time a lot of time, mm-hmm. then there's no points awarded." Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the way they worded that, I don't know. I don't think anyone, no one on the table is here as a lawyer, but we like to think we are. Um, 
like to think we're doctors, that's for sure. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, I think because they reworded that rule, it meant that um, that's, if you don't complete 70%, 75% of a race, you get awarded half points. So if a race is finished, mm-hmm. then you get awarded full points. Yeah. So because of that, Max was awarded full points. Yeah, because they've got the two windows. They've got the three-hour allotment time and then the yep. two-hour race window. Yeah. That's so it. they completed 28 laps or 53, but it was the two-hour end yep. for that 28. So they, they ran that's right it. up to the end of the two hours. Yep. So they completed it on the race timer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So awarded full points. Because um, they all thought they were getting half points, which means he wouldn't have won. No, uh, he, but he would have won this week anyway. He, yeah, yeah so if it wasn't half points, it would have had to wait until next to, to this to week. This week to, to I test. think if I think even if Leclerc on full points, if Leclerc had come second, um, he would have. I think it would still have come down to this week as well. Um, well, on commentary, they thought they only get half points. They didn't think he won. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was only it was really. Placed. I think it was yeah, real confusing all the way through. Um, and yeah, off off the restart. Oh, so actually, we should probably go back to the start. There was a. Um, real, I don't know, scary moment. Yeah, dodgy moment. They, the, the, the race tractors allowed a tractor on, on the race circuit to pick up a race car and then mm. Gasly, who'd, what, stopped for tyres and actually was behind everyone, had to complete the lap to then get mm. back into the, the pits because they red flagged it, then had to drive past the car um, to the tractor. So they should, they theoretically shouldn't have let the, the, the marshal out there, which is reminiscent of what happened to um, uh, fuck, where's uh, name? Uh, Jules, Bianchi, Jules, Jules Bianchi, Bianchi yeah. um, which was that in Japan? That was in Japan. It was in Japan where yeah. he Another came off and went under the tractor and then, of course, tragically lost his life. So mm-hmm. um, uh, what they ended up doing was they ended up fining um, Gasly for speeding under the red flag on track, uh, which kind of you know tried to – Push, push the push it over here, but I think the yeah. F one world and F one drivers were like, you can't be doing this. That's a complete fuck up. Um, we can't have marshals out there, especially a tractor on racetrack with a mm. car on the racetrack. So, yeah, yeah, they were trying to be um, too quick with it, and then um, it didn't work out. Yeah, that's it. So oh. yeah, again, so I think I think they're called for reviews and etc. and all that, all the like. But yeah. either way, so uh, from Japan, Max wins. Wins yep. it, but then there we've got to talk about the um, uh, cost cap shenanigans because um, uh, it came out that Red Bull were one point something, one point six mil or something over the cost cap. They all agreed on the hundred and forty mil think pounds uh, as the cost cap. Um, so essentially, I think what happens is they didn't pay for catering. For their staff of a thousand people, so they didn't f- didn't, so they didn't count that. They in. didn't count their food budget, uh, mm. uh, which they you know they're all on site in the factory. They have to count. Um, they didn't. <laughs> they, there was some concession that they did they qualified for that they didn't put in for, which I think would have covered them some money. And there was another corporate thingy that they'd done, um, but you know they didn't spend the the one point something million dollars in this. They could have spent it on car development, which I think was Zach Brown's comments. Um, so the McLaren. Yeah, uh, you know, hey, if you're gonna cheat, you know, if you're gonna allow cheating, we might as well all we'd be doing if we're all getting slapped on the wrist. Well, that's it. It's sort of a false ceiling. So, a minor infraction is five percent over your sal- your yeah. cap. Sorry. Mm. So it's like if you don't um, get penalised for that, might everyone as well will pay just spend five percent over yeah, their exactly. cap, and then mm-hmm. everyone's the same playing field. So Zach Brown came out saying like, 
yeah, what's the point of having the penalty if you don't um, enforce it? I think he was going pretty hard on trying to enforce like um, financial penalties this year in terms of like what you overspent last year. Mm. Your caps this year is reduced by double that, um, reduced time in like some of the um, aero time that they get allotted each year. Yeah, a more significant penalty than what what they kind of put in forward. Yeah, you know, it's not they had been. You know, this has put Max's championships at um, at concern. But it sounds like it was minor enough that you know they they wouldn't yeah. do that. But they want to push the teams. The teams that, of well, course, were you know by the books yeah. um, are pushing for for a heavier kind of sanction for this, and that you know this is this is cheating, so allowed mm, cheating yeah. kind of mm. thing. Well, that's um, it. I think Hamilton came out saying that. In one of the races, he needed a new part that was like a hundred grand or something like that. Yeah, couldn't do if it. he, if he, yeah, if they overspend on the cap, he gets that piece, mm. saves mm. a couple of seconds, he wins the race. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of, I guess, that back and forth. I think the FIA and Red Bull have gone into some undisclosed agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were going to make an announcement on Friday and then didn't do it. So yeah, um, I think they have. I don't think they're going to disclose what what, the, what it was. What yeah. it was similar to Ferrari the, a mm. few years ago mm. um, with their settlement over I think it was engines or something like that. So yeah, it, was a, it was a pretty interesting viewing of the race directors, um, well, and the team principals in this regard because they had Zach Brown and uh, Kristen Horner on stage together at the same time. <laughs> um, and Horner's kind of rebuttal was, you know, uh, we did, we've done nothing wrong besides all that stuff, but, you know, going down the mental health part, like, you know, th- this really impacts our employees, you know, their children in the in the playground are getting bullied because of this. Mm. Um, well, because they didn't get lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, exactly. That's, that's pretty funny. But uh, uh, to me, it kind of seems a little bit like a, of, a, of a wet kind of response in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. for, for what was done. So we'll have to see see what happens. But either way, at the top, like you said, we're in Texas. Um, that race early um, tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see what that kind of looks like. Uh, Max and Perez did get booed a bit on the crowd, uh, by the crowd, um, when they did uh, um, some open mic stuff, as they usually do at the, um, during the race weekends, which is interesting. Is that um, a, an American thing? Like there's no American drivers, is there? No, I, I don't know. Uh, just... You know, F one fans uh, okay. uh, booing the Red Bull team. Okay, uh, so yeah. you know, a bit of displeasure there. Mm-hmm. Either way, science is on pole. Uh, Leclerc, I think, was second, but taking a tenth place grid penalty. So Max Verstappen will start second. Lewis and Russell will follow in third and fourth. I think Lando was fifth. Ricardo, unfortunately, I think finished sixteenth. Um, some news on his front. Looks like he's going back to Red Bull to be a reserve driver next year. Yeah, um, is so that, that confirmed yet, or is that all just rumors? Uh, it's. Uh, very solid rumor, I think, is, yeah. is the case. Um, there's some chat about Haas um, trying to, you know, um, coax him back across, go over there, but it doesn't mm. look like that's going to happen. He wants to compete, so it looks like he's going, you know, putting steps in place to compete in 2024, which means maybe go Red Bull, do some practice drives, show he's got speed, and maybe gets picked up elsewhere, or maybe I don't know. How does he slot back into that Red Bull seat? Um, well, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be at the expense of Perez, you'd think, but. Uh, Paris has been it, doing a job enough job. I would have thought for Red Bull to yeah. keep winning the the drive the um, constructors championship as well. Yeah, that's it. I suppose that, yeah, it comes down to what what does Perez want? Like, if he reckons he's competitive enough to to win a championship, like Red Bull's that's always going to be on in on Verstappen. Really so yeah. Perez might might be moved out again. Mm. 
that might leave room for Ricardo. Um, would be weird for Ricardo to sort of make that big circle back to Red Bull after leaving to Renault for a, to start yeah. fighting for a well, championship. What were we saying about X's earlier? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. Because I was chatting, you might go to Mercedes as a reserve driver because they got an open spot as well. But mm. um, yeah, it looks like he's going to one of the you know top two teams yeah. uh, as a reserve driver. And well, um, I'm not sure how it happened, but I think that that rumor got kind of killed off, and I think that's what started this Red Bull rumor yeah. up again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, we'll have to see what plays out for Ricardo um, in the off season next season. Uh, driver news: Logan's uh, is it Sturgeon or Sergeant? Sergeant. Sergeant to to he's going to Williams, so he'll take that Williams spot. He himself okay. is a Yankee American, um, kind of I guess like pushing that so conversation about um, getting American. So you know the growth of the sport mm. in America. I think he'll be the only American on the, mm. on the yeah. grid next season. He's only twenty one. Yep, uh, he needs to get points in his super license up as well. But it looks like he'll be able to do that. Um, so. He'll mm. go to Williams. Uh, ESPN re- did their deal with F1, so through to 2025, F1 on ESPN. Um, and then, James, uh, you got the final story there. The actual founder of Red Bull passed away. Yeah, Dietrich Matasich. I didn't want to say his name, so yeah. that's why I handled it. Dietrich Matasich, I think. Right, yeah. yeah, so the, the founder or co-founder of Red Bull um, unfortunately passed away, mm. age 78, um, over... Suppose it was overnight. Yeah, mm, mm. um, breaking news. Yeah, so um, obviously very influential in the F uh, yeah. Rebel F1 racing team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it'll be uh, sad news, and I'm sure it'll be greatly missed um, around the team. Around yeah. The world, I guess. yeah, that will wrap up our episode of On the Esky. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to those that have listened to the whole thing. Hope you're having a good week. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this weekend. Is that yes. confirmed? Yep. We'll be back. Regular scheduling now, hopefully. Well, t- today's 98. 99 mm. next week and 100. 100. It's going to be interesting listening back, see how those sound bites go. A bit of teething around <laughs> that, but uh, I think that will make for, for better listening and breaking up the show, et cetera, et cetera. Lads, thank mm. you. A bit of a longer yeah. one today. Sri Lanka, uh, Sri Lanka yeah. does sign off, did it easy. Sri Lanka's uh, only dropped a wicket. They won um, in that match too. Walked yeah. it in against Ireland. And uh, I'm going to go home and uh, get on the couch and watch this India-Pakistan game. Definitely, yes. definitely. All right, mate. This Thanks, is boys. on the Esky. Thank you, lads. See you next week. Bye. Catch ya. Bye.